0: Hello everybody and welcome to the Media Boat Podcast, your source for news about television, movies, video games, and music, not necessarily in that order. Getting started, feeling good about this week, we're doing it. Today is June the 16th, 2021. I hope it started recording when I pressed, uh, before I pressed continue on that box or else we're cut off until I did. So we'll see. Um, so, if you missed that first part, just in case, this is the Media Vault podcast. We talk about the media here. Today is June sixteenth, twenty twenty-one. This is our post E three video games blowout plus everything else we usually talk about. My name is Matt. His name is Mike. I'm Mike. He's Matt. It is Palindrome Day, aka
1: six one six. Oh. Aka Marvel Universe Day because it's the six one six universe uh
0: uh uh i see yes but this is the first of hearing about this
1: well it's the first day we're celebrating it
0: now i know yep
1: and now we know so <laughs> like matt said we're not starting with boobies we're starting a reverse show because
0: video games had a big blowout this week and that's yes, putting so it lightly. for those of you Yeah, so for those of you who are not initiated into the world of video games, you might not know that June is uh, traditionally the time where E3, the Electronic Entertainment Expo, traditionally happens. It's a trade show for the video game industry. It's an opportunity for developers and publishers to show what they've been working on, get both retailers and consumers excited about new product launches, new announcements, new things in their favorite series, and to show trailers and gameplay of what's to come. This is when your big announcements typically happen. Kind of got thrown out of, of whack the last couple of years, thanks to COVID. Last year, they started basically saying, it's like, well, there's not going to be E3, but basically the developers are going to decide. They're going to just show their streams willy-nilly, wherever they were, whatever they want, um, based on their schedule, because there's not a whole lot to talk about. Um, they also, You also saw Jeff Keighley do something called Summer Games Fest, which also returns this year. Uh, where it's kind of a united front, combining a lot of those events into one schedule on one stream that you can watch on Twitch or YouTube. So flash forward to this here. E3 as an organization has decided to do E3 again, but still in this digital format. So they've done pretty much the same thing as the Summer Games Fest, except now they're happening parallel to each other. So what we had was about a week and a half of constant stream of announcements. Obviously, we don't have the bandwidth to cover literally everything that happened. So what we did was, is we kind of gave you bullet points. We're going to give you bullet points of the major shows that happened. And we basically divided it by the major companies that did the announcements. We'll start with the opening thing that Jeff Keighley did with SAR Games Fast, where they announced all sorts of different third-party platform releases. We'll move into Ubisoft's show, which was next, Microsoft slash Bethesda's, which was after that, Square Enix's, and then finally wrapping up with Tuesday's Nintendo. And man, we're going to end on a high note, let me tell you, with that one. Um, So yeah, uh, I'll let you take over from the top here, because before we have that, we have our regular video game stuff to talk about real quick. Yeah,
1: so we have a lot to talk about, not just with video games, but in general. So... Reverse show. If you stick around, well one, if you stick around for all of our podcasts, you'll know that we do video games usually at the end. <laughs> if you don't, surprise. We do always talk about video games. So this is not something like out of the blue here. No. Second, if you stick around until the end, I promise we'll end on a high note. That's too. I promise you. We'll hit on a high note at, at uh... the end of this podcast. Yes, like literally. So <laughs> As we do, we start reverse shows by plugging yourself. And yes, no. you can watch us on YouTube if you're listening to the audio version of this. Just search Media Boat Podcast. You can find us on Twitch, Media Boat Podcast, or yeah, Media Boat on Twitch, Facebook, Twitter, Media Boat Cast, Media Boat Podcast. Just Google it and we will pop up. With that mm-hmm. out of the way, Let's get into some summer games fest, because, ooh, some good stuff probably got announced. You know, depending if it's to your liking. And (laughs) we start with something that we like here, Borderlands, with Tiny Tina's Wonderlands announced, which is a fantasy spinoff of Borderlands in the RPG world, which was introduced in Borderlands 2
0: DLC, Tiny Tina's Adventure. I don't remember the exact title of that thing, but uh, more or less, it was like Tiny Tiny Tina, the character from Borderlands 2, is running an RPG campaign for a lot of the main characters. Mm -hmm. And so it created this kind of Dungeons Dragons-esque universe that's uh, kind of like parallel to the universe of Borderlands. And so from what it seems, this takes this new game, completely separate from the Borderlands universe, takes place completely in this alternate universe, though Tiny, Tiny Tina is the one that's kind of shared in both. And uh, yeah, big celebrity voice cast on this one, including Will Arnett and Andy Samberg. Um, They're really swinging for the fences. And the fact that you can finally, for the first time in a Borderlands game, truly create a character is actually pretty cool.
1: Right, because you've been one of the four default characters, or five, depending on when you're adding or when you're playing. But yeah. Super fun, super excited for this one. I like that t- that Tiny Tina DLC. I like the Borderlands
0: as a franchise. So yeah. Here's the hope...
1: pandering right to me. Please buy yeah. it. Yeah.
0: I really sincerely hope though, as somebody who is maybe a little disappointed in Borderlands 3, as we talked about on this show back when that was released. I hope they try some different things here with the structure of the game. I hope that the fantasy setting allows them to play around with more things to do moment to moment so that way it doesn't feel like just another Borderlands game with an alternate mo- mode of attacking. But we'll see. Yep. Uh,
1: next up, we have Metal Slug. Tactics. Oh yeah, by the way, that game coming early 2022, so sooner than you realize. Okay. By early 2022, probably push back to summer 2022. <laughs> uh, we also have Metal Slug Tactics, which is exactly what it sounds like. It's Metal Slug, <laughs> but turn-by-turn base.
0: Tactics. Yeah. Uh, metal Slug being the classic uh, SNK arcades Slash um, Neo Geo series Um Traditionally, a side scrolling shooter, so this is a tactics take on that. It looks like it's using the same kind of visual style and characters from the original uh, Metal Slug games.
1: Yep, um, so if you got your fill with the Metal Slug anthology that came out two years ago, mm-hmm. or I'm not sure who this is, but hey, more Metal Slug because IP, yeah,
0: yeah, hey, why not? Yep,
1: um, speaking of more stuff, of the same stuff you like, Death Stranding Director's
0: Cut. <laughs> coming to the ps5 hey hold on you said stuff i like but then you said death stranding i'm not following but i said director's cut (laughs)
1: yeah (laughs) and everyone knows director's cut is way better than the original just ask blade runner and justice
0: league this is another kind of self-descriptive one basically ps5 release of death stranding which will have more content exactly what more content means It seems like we'll know in a month or so they said that more information was on its way in some sort of other mode. So yeah, we'll see soon. I don't believe Death Stranding
1: ever got DLC so maybe that's what it means. Just expanded stuff. Or more missions. Who knows? PS5 is very powerful. (laughs) Uh, We also have Jurassic World Evolution 2 announced for, hey, Later this year, holiday release.
0: Yeah, they had uh, Jeff Goldblum himself introduce this one on the show. Um, although, it definitely seemed like it was going to be a much bigger deal than the sequel to Jurassic Park Evolution when he originally stopped started talking. But hey, that game was you know had middling um, success in twenty eighteen. I know some people really enjoyed it. So, if you liked that, here's more.
1: Yep, uh, we also have an indie open world game. Sable coming September 23rd you know
0: Sable that Japanese breakfast song <laughs> okay hold on let me explain uh because you didn't read the whole thing no, um yeah, wasn't that <laughs> song pretty oh wait so, did they perform ja- yeah, so you know I talked about the new record from Japanese breakfast last yes. week well guess what uh, Michelle honor of Japanese Breakfast is also doing the score of the video game Sable, which is what I'm referring to here. Um, they showed a new trailer of it, new footage. It's an open world kind of exploration game with like a really cool like art style. Um, and she, for the Summer Games Fest, uh, performed a song, one of the songs that she had written for the game. So uh, yeah, if you missed that, oh, I'm sure you can find it on an archive of this. Yes. Oh, Did you that explains that a whole connection? lot now. <laughs> you... Hold on. Were you watching this with the sound off? <laughs> yes. That explains it okay because <laughs> they definitely said Jeff needs breakfast. That's very funny to me that you did not make the connection. No, See, I typically watch this stuff with the sound off, so to look at the visuals. Yeah. So I knew this was going to happen when I talked about her record last week, but it slipped my mind to mention it. I should have probably mentioned it and been like, oh, also, she has a connection to video games. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, just one of those weird coincidences here on the Media Boat podcast. But yes, hey, it's crossover.
1: Speaking of things being crossed over, Lost Ark, a MMO
0: published in the U.S. by Amazon Games, will be coming this fall. Yeah, this is a MMO that's uh, been around, I think, in China for a while, uh, getting its U.S. release via Amazon Games. Hey, everybody, Amazon Games is finally putting out a game. It finally they happened. It. They did it. They did and it. You've, you, and you know when you, if and you watch that the Lord of the Rings because... <laughs> yeah. And yo, they made sure you knew if you were watching the stream because the whole thing was sponsored by Amazon. And yep. it was just constant Amazon advertising. It's like, come on, Jeff. We get it. Just
1: plaster it over. Hey, we all know Jeff Bezos is on his way out this summer.
0: <laughs> so
1: it was a Jeff Jeff connection between yep. him
0: and Jeff Keeley. So,
1: you know, when they meet after party, hey, you're Jeff? You're Jeff? 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 Jeff?
0: Jeff? 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 Jeff. Jeff, Jeff. <laughs> Like, have you seen that uh, Jeff, YouTube clip that's Jeopardy? <laughs> <Yeah>. Jeopardy. <laughs> Jeff, Jeff, Jeff.
1: <laughs> anyway. Uh, in more typical news, uh, <laughs> Call of Duty, Black Ops, Cold War, and Warzone will be getting a season
0: four coming, well, tomorrow. Yeah, this is not breaking really news. This is not exciting news, but it, because they release new seasons every few months but hey it was was announced yep
1: uh speaking Mm -hmm. of things happening um with warzone and mobile among us is everywhere and hey if you don't like to play among us by just going around and killing people there's a way to do that playing hide and seek you just have to make sure you tell everyone that you're playing hide and seek before that because otherwise people will report bodies and be like hey (laughs) <laughs> we're not playing normally, we're playing hide and seek. I'm assuming nobody dies though. Um, so well, the way it's done is that the imposter has very limited view, but everyone else has expanded view. So uh... the imposter is trying to run around, trying to kill everyone,
0: hide and seek okay. style, while everyone Got else is it. trying to stay away. So, wait, so it's not hide and seek, then it's um, it's sardines, yes, it's tag. Okay, it, yeah, that makes more sense. Well, if you're tired of trying to tell
1: people that's what you're playing <laughs> uh-huh. and for people to stop recording bodies, guess what? Among Us has heard your pleas and they <laughs> will be indeed having a new hide-and-seek mode added with the eventual fifth map.
0: Wait, didn't we already do five maps? One, two, three, five, uh, five, four Airship was the fourth yeah. map. This is basically saying that they hinted at a fifth map, but they're not ready to reveal it yet. Right. I don't know. Ask your local Zoomer about Among Us news because we're not the source. (laughs) I mean, it's on my phone. I've played it during quarantine. It's one step further than me. I've never downloaded Among Us. I downloaded it because it was free. I'm also the person who downloaded Pokemon Go for a day and uninstalled it. So I'm not really the person to ask about mobile games. (laughs) Anyway.
1: Uh, But there was some cute footage of shikuri the a colon a colorful tale out not tomorrow not later but now on
0: ps4 ps5 and pc this is a neat looking painting based uh game that seems really really cool it's out now they showed some footage of this um it's only 20 bucks i might check this out uh once i carve out some time i've got a lot of games on my plate right now i'll get to that later but uh when it, perhaps it, I'll check this out. Maybe with a friend of the show, Christy, it seems like something she would enjoy.
1: Did you play the painting game um, that was up free on PS4, like two months ago? The The concrete drawing one?
0: No, Concrete Genie?
1: Yeah, Concrete Genie.
0: I know you tried that out. I did not get a chance, because um, I missed the window to download that one for free. How could you? It was, you just purchase it in your library. Yeah, well... I, you have to do it is the thing Yeah, I did not do it
1: <laughs> speaking of make sure you download um, the new stuff from well not necessarily download but purchase so that we have access to it for the PS Plus stuff
0: I've been doing it now thanks to the Playstation 5 kind of giving me a little pick in the butt to do it mm-hmm. so I've been doing them
1: even better right
0: now <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> uh, we also have Salt and Sacrifice the sequel to Salt and Sanctuary, which was announced.
0: Yeah, no date on that one yet, but nope. that exists. We
1: also have a new trailer for Solar
0: Ash. Solar Ash being the one that kind of, the one they showed out in one of the last PlayStation Directs, which was kind of like real colorful, kind of sci-fi looking game with the guy running. It's by the uh, people who did, um, the hell is that game? Um, Journey, I think is the Journey people. Yes. That yeah. sounds right.
1: Uh, we also have the lo- we also have the launch trailer for Chivalry
0: Two, and guess what? That's out now as well. Yeah, that's also out now. That's the kind of knights and shiny armor game, yep. first person knight combat.
1: That's not for honor.
0: No, first
1: person. Keys. Yes, first person. <laughs> uh, we also have a new agent coming
0: to Valorant. They showed all like three seconds of a trailer to show that off. (laughs) And there's a new footage from Escape from Tarkov. Yeah, a shooter that's been kicking around for a while. Um, That's finally on its way to completion. Yep.
1: Uh, I've seen a lot of like social media buzz about Escape from Tarkov. People are playing it, so hey. Yeah. Good for that. Uh, We also, and uh, what is this? Two Point Campus. They announced Uh, was announced two point campus was announced Mm -hmm. uh, which is a college campus sim from the team behind two point
0: hospital yeah coming next year so yeah if you want to build and operate your own college campus make it look real cool cater to the students needs it's a fun kind of comedic kind of take on like a sim for college campuses. And I don't think I've ever seen one for college campuses before. I heard a lot of good things about Two Point Hospital, uh, including from people in this very apartment. And so, yeah, it seems like uh, uh, a campus, college campus version of that same kind of concept sounds really cool. Yep.
1: Um, I mean, yeah, people who like sims will definitely like this and college campuses can get pretty crazy. We also have Smite getting a Stranger Things crossover.
0: Yeah, looks like some Stranger Things uh, characters, enemies will be in an update for Smite.
1: Yep, uh, because Stranger Things has to be everywhere now. Also, new publisher, Prime Matter, uh, was announced and currently working on not one, not two, but 12 (laughs) games, including a new Painkiller.
0: Yeah, Painkiller being that uh, PC shooter that was like super mega violent and kind of a throwback to old school like shooters like Doom. Hasn't seen an, a, a, a game in a series for a long time, so that's interesting news. Uh, as for the rest of those 12 games, I cannot tell you a single thing about them. Most of them was just, hey, here's a logo. Uh, <laughs> and so not a whole lot to talk about there.
1: So more of a quantity than quality kind of thing. <laughs> We also have an alien
0: co-op shooter, the Anacrusis, yeah, which was announced. Looks like it's on a ship, kind of alien style. Mm-hmm. You're trying to fight, like the movie, uh, trying to fight off enemy, uh, alien enemies from inside of your ship. This will start a theme through the rest of this segment. Co-op seems like the theme of the rest of this year. It seems like a lot of big co-op games uh, are the new hotness uh my guess is that everybody said hey everybody was cooped up at home what do you want to play you want to play on the couch with your friends and or your family and so a lot of people started co-op experiences uh in development and we're seeing the fruit it that was come to fruition now
1: yeah last year a lot of people were only way they could play with their friends was mm-hmm. via online via gaming and
0: if your game was a single-player game kind of <laughs> SOL. Yeah, and it looks like, uh, so weirdly enough, the, the template for most of these games seems to be Left 4 Dead, uh, which is a game that is over a decade old. Yep. And so it's interesting how how much Left 4 Dead saw the future. Uh, it was way out of its time, uh, is what we're seeing at this point.
1: Yep, because we also have New World, which was announced with a closed beta, coming this weekend on the 20th.
0: And honestly, I don't remember what this is
1: me neither uh, I kind of <laughs> uh rocket league will be getting yet another fast
0: and furious content because we already yep. had one two four i'm not sure at this point uh, a lot but this is of course to coinc- coincide with the release of fast nine in theaters soon uh i think you mean f9 sorry let me hit f9 on my key actually i don't want to hit it right now because i don't know what it does to zoom <laughs> anyway
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, we also have blood hunt which is a multiplayer spinoff of Vampire the Masquerade, colon Bloodlines, which yeah. will come out later this year. Yep, yep. And we're playing as Vampires.
0: Vampires. Yep. Also a theme this year, Vampires. We'll get to that later.
1: Yeah. Uh, next up was House of Ashes, the next supermassive game title in their Dark Pictures Anthology
0: series. Announced for later this year, October 22nd. Yeah, remember Until Dawn? Yep. You're wondering what that team has done since? Well, they've been putting out these smaller games called the Dark Pictures Anthology, and this is the newest one. So if you like interactive horror stories, this is uh, right up your alley.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, we also have Tales of a Rise coming on September 10th. Sky J- colon, Japanese RPG. Sky colon, Children of the Light coming to the Switch. Uh, later this month, on June 29th. Yeah. And Planet of Lana, colon, and Off-Earth Odyssey, which is based, uh, which is a story-based side-scroller with nature versus machine themes coming next year.
0: A lot of people are saying that that Project Planet of Lana game looked very uh, Ghibli-esque, looked very miyazaki Um, also, by the way, a little correction. So Sky Children of Light is the one by that game company, the Journey People. I messed that up with the previous game. Um, I actually don't remember who's developing. Uh, what was that other game called? Uh, Solar Ash? Solar Ash. I don't know. I don't remember who, who was the Solar Ash people. But yeah, Sky Children of Light is the that game company game.
1: hmm uh, There's also a couple of Overwatch 2 character designs that were revealed because Overwatch 2 is still happening. Yep. Uh, also, Dark Alliance gameplay trailer with none other than comedian Hannibal Burris <laughs> and Ember Moon
0: because, sure. Yeah, I don't know. They needed some celebrities, so that's who they got. Um, it looks like a top-down Dungeons & Dragons kind of uh tactical thing that actually comes out this week uh we'll talk about that in new releases but yeah um so that exists
1: uh the game paladins will be getting a gen colon lock content
0: based on the web series for a very niche audience one people who still are playing paladins and two watch this apparently web series called gen lock that i never <laughs> heard of until today anime <laughs> Uh, There's also a new trailer for
1: Monster Hunter Stories 2: Wings of Ruin. Yeah. Because never enough Monster Hunter. More story-driven.
0: Yeah, it seems like that that series is a more story-driven take on Monster Hunter that is a Switch exclusive right now. So, yeah, another one of those.
1: We also have Wave Break, a motorboat game that I guess exists. (laughs) Uh, Getting
0: a Weezer theme mode called. Wheezy mode. Yeah, so I guess this game has already been out. I had never heard of it. It seems like everybody that I saw reacting to the Weezer performance at the Summer Games Fest also had never heard of this thing. Well, apparently Weezer has a level in it. Um, And yeah, they they performed a song while they showed footage of this new mode in the background. And yeah, they were sure Weezer. (laughs) It sure did Weezer. Sure was Weezer.
1: Yep, there's also new footage of Endless Dungeon the roguelike game. Uh, we also had Giancarlo Esposito said some strange things about Far Cry 6.
0: Yeah, Jeff Keighley interviewed him about his playing that character, asked him some questions about like the character's morality. He seemed all for whatever this character was doing in the game, which is kind of caught me off guard. And he was like asked to compare his this role to other roles he played in movies. It was entertaining if you like Giancarlo Esposito. You know, but uh, but yeah, so that happened. Didn't really tell us a whole lot about Far Cry Six, but hey, the Ubisoft show is is was coming uh, later, so
1: right. Because um, this was a lot of different updates for a lot of different games, including Fall Guys yeah. getting a near Automa content.
0: Yeah, if you want to dress up as two B and a Fall Guys, uh, you can do that. <laughs> I don't know who wants to do that, but you can do that.
1: Um. I- really weird crossover in that ben diagram <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. yeah i don't know who that person is but they're happy i'm sure
1: <laughs> and then there's deviation games which is a new studio from x treyarch devs and they teased their unannounced project with sony so
0: yay new yeah studio. They, didn't, they didn't say what it was gonna be um it seems like all signs point to first-person shooter because that's what Treyarch did for years with mm-hmm. Call of Duty games. Um, so yeah, not really sure what that they're doing, but they did say they are partnering with Sony for some sort of PlayStation exclusive. So uh, that's all we know. There's also new footage from Warner's Back for Blood. Yeah, the most specific of the uh, Left for Dead homages. This game is basically just a reeve skinned Left for Dead. Uh, and yeah, they showed off some new modes for that thing. There's going to be a, um, a mode where you can take control of the monsters as well as the, the people shooting them. So some, some fun, um, uh, player versus player and, and player versus environment stuff in there.
1: Yep. We also had new footage of a Zelda like
0: game called Tunic, which is also yeah. getting a demo soon. The way they're pitching that one is you're like a little fox like if Link was a fox and like Link to the Past. It seems cool and yeah like that demo is coming soon and it's going to be free on multiple platforms so uh yeah there'll be a chance for us to check that out seems cool
1: we also have tribes of midgard which is a co-op survival game coming next month july 27th
0: more co-op but you're vikings and you're surviving
1: yes and tribes of earth (laughs) i mean midgard yes uh we also had new footage of left for dead colon the game
0: yeah not left for dead, evil dead.
1: That's what I said, evil dead colon <laughs> because yeah. chainsaw arms.
0: Yeah.
1: And last, but not least, yes, Elden Ring finally gets a trailer yeah. and a release date. The internet and then the internet, the internet went freaked wild. out
0: about this one. Yeah, uh huh. So, all you people who are looking forward to a next Dark Souls game, here you go. It'll be here in January. Uh, and I guess George R. R. Martin uh, is going to finish something for the first time. Um, <laughs> so, good for him. He did it. He wrote something and submitted it, and it's being made. What do you know? Um, so, there you go. That was uh, Summer Games Fest.
1: That was Summer Games Fest one. Yes. I mean, that's the first announcement down. Because E three, yes, E three light, lots of E threes, video games galore. <laughs> because after Summer Games Fest was Ubisoft, yes, yeah, that Ubisoft, large enough to have their own press conference. Sure, um, and it started with um, Y. It started off with Y <laughs> and ended with even more Ys. <laughs> Pretty much. Because that's what solid Ubisoft is. That you should just be a Y at this point. It's Ubisoft. <laughs> Why? Because, alright, the first thing they announced coming right off the bat, hot off the gates, first thing they announced Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yes, that TMNT yeah. coming
0: to Brawlhalla. Yeah, Brawlhalla still exists. Because remind us still that exists. every single... Yeah, they remind us every single E3 that Prahala still exists and somebody's out there playing it. <laughs> well, you know, that and Just Dance. Yeah, we'll get there.
1: Yeah, we'll get there. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I'll tell you now. Just Dance 2022,
0: yes. Yeah, indeed, we'll get confirmed. that one over with. It exists. One notable thing about Just Dance 2022, though, for the first time since its inception, no Wii version of that game. So that means we can finally say it, the Wii is dead. <laughs> But is there a PS2 version or PS3 no. version? No. No. Furthest back they're going on this one is PS4 and Xbox One. Okay. They did it. They finally severed it. They're like, we're done. So it's still crap for the Wii U though, right? No.
1: No, just no.
0: switch. Ooh. The oldest. Yeah, the oldest thing I lay on there is PS4 at this point now. All right.
1: Yay. Wii is dead. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Uh, Ubisoft also announced uh, Rainbow Six Quarantine, which has been renamed Extraction. Mm -hmm. I wonder why they did that. Mm, Can't do quarantine. (laughs) Mm, mm. Bad vibes, flashbacks, a little bit. Uh, Which operates versus which is operatives versus monsters, coming on September 16th. I note them. If you haven't seen this trailer, chances are it's been plastered all over YouTube at this point. Ubisoft
0: ran a lot of ads this past week for this. I made sure to note the monsters thing because I noticed a recurring theme of people being like, wait a minute, what? When they saw like monsters involved in this game, because when you think Rainbow Six, you think realism. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, just to let everybody know, this is a more fantastical take on the Rainbow Six tactical combat where you're shooting stuff that aren't humans.
1: Are they not zombies? Cause it definitely looked like zombies. They're,
0: Zombies, but the text I read referred to them as monsters, which makes me think that there's going to be further like extrapolations of the zombie right. concept. Um, so it's not just zombies, but hey, we're back to co op Left for Dead all of a sudden. It's like we can't keep re- returning to that concept. So, yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, speaking of returning to concepts, yes, uh, Guitar Hero well, not that Guitar Hero, but rather no. Rocksmith Plus was announced which is a subscription take on Guitar Hero-ish where you learned to play guitar and bass. Yeah. And it will work with acoustic or electric instruments. Yeah,
0: Rocksmith, even though it was kind of roped into the plastic instrument craze along the time of Guitar Hero and uh, Rock Band, it was never intended to be a game. It was always a learning tool. And so this is basically an evolution of that concept. But now you can just use the uh, microphone in your phone to pick up basically any uh guitar you're using whether you're using an amp or an acoustic and so it makes it even easier to play prior to this in the original rock uh rocksmith game you actually had to buy their learning guitar in order to play that's no longer the case so it's going to be a monthly subscription service there's going to be videos and interactive um, things to play uh, and it can work on uh phones and tablets and uh PCs. so it sounds like a really cool version of the thing that they already set up for rocksmith
1: so if you were trying to learn guitar last year and failed miserably <laughs> pick up rocksmith plus
0: yeah this might be the second chance
1: yep um speaking of second chances there's new content coming to rainbow six siege because hey why not
0: always as always it's an inevitability at this point
1: yep speaking of an inevitability assassin's creed valhalla getting an expansion this time to Paris. Yeah. And the new
0: educational discovery tour. Yeah. You see them do this discovery tour, I believe, since Assassin's Creed Odyssey. And basically, this is the mode where no violence, you're just walking through and seeing the sights, Mm -hmm. learning history. So, it's cool. Cool if you're like a teacher who wants to, like, talk about the Viking settlements in uh, England for a little bit with your kids, and you can actually walk around and show them what it looked like.
1: Yes, video game style. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of Giancarlo Esposito, that (laughs) new Far Cry 6 game had a new trailer and official release date of October 7th. Also, Far Cry 3 Blood Dragon Remastered Mm
0: -hmm. will be included in the season pass. Yeah, if you remember way, way, way back to I think around like 2010, 2011, Blood Dragon was an expansion, a DLC for uh, Far Cry 3 that took place in kind of like a weird like 80s, like super wild universe that like was really weird and funny. Um, So yeah, it was a fan favorite back then and they're bringing it back.
1: You know, for all those fans out there.
0: I believe this coincides also with a Netflix series that also will exist in the world of Blood Dragon uh, that they're putting out.
1: Now that makes sense. More sense than Mario and Rabbids, because, <laughs> hey, remember when we <laughs> thought that was weird? Well, yeah. they made a sequel. Mario yes. and Rabbids colon Sparks of Hope, which was announced, and will allow more character control in battles, which is due on
0: Switch next year, 2022. Yeah, uh, I heard good things about that game. I never played it, uh, but it was a really good early Switch game um, that kind of played like, what if Mario and Rabbids but XCOM? Uh, it seems like they're playing around with some of the mechanics a little bit by letting free movement, like allowing free movement for the characters. But otherwise, it seems like the same kind of charming Mario meets the weirdness, weird French, specific French weirdness of the rabbits uh, that people enjoyed the first time around. And now in space. So there you go. Yeah. Uh,
1: and so, and we end Ubisoft with another big why. <laughs> and who's asking for this other than maybe James Cameron avatar yeah yes not the last *Sandbender*, but that avatar from james cameron avatar colon frontiers of pandora was announced but no gameplay
0: yet yeah no gameplay yet just a cg trailer but hey they're making an avatar game because of course they are uh there's sequels that are coming out in the next few years so they need to capitalize on that at some point so why not do an avatar Avatar game the last time they did an avatar game was when the first game came out or the first movie came out um, it was terrible hopefully this will w- this one will be better well yeah because
1: there's been several years since then and by several years I mean a decade, a decade. <laughs> 2009 was avatar yeah Christmas
0: 09 so yeah it's been a while
1: yep uh, thank you stained it's been a while yeah <laughs> Speaking of it's been a while. Hey, remember when Microsoft bought Bethesda?
0: Yeah, yeah, that happened.
1: Yeah, well, this is their first press co-press conference
0: together? Yeah, it's the first one that they've done together.
1: Mm-hmm. So, guess what they announced? Buttload of games. Yes. Oh my gosh, how many shooters can you fit into one press conference?
0: Yeah, I'm going to be honest... This is when I started thinking, hmm, maybe the C3 isn't going to be for me, because it was just shooter, shooter, realist, like all these realistic games. I'm just like, uh-huh, all right, this is not why I play video games, but sure, this is for somebody. Yep. Uh, so,
1: we'll start with Starfield footage shown and confirmed to be an Xbox and PC exclusive Yes. on November 11th next year 2022 yeah uh
0: yeah starfield in case you haven't been paying attention is the bethesda uh softworks new um open world exploration game in kind of the lineage of fallout since three and the uh current elder scrolls games like uh skyrim um but it takes place in space and you're planet hopping and that's pretty much all we know so far. There's not a whole lot of details out there, but this is specifically the news about it being uh, Xbox exclusive is really the story here because this was the game people would always bring up when there was that discussion about after Bethesda was bought by Microsoft, would they bother to put their games multi-platform? Apparently the answer is no. So I can wave a big I it was right flag now because a lot of people are like, oh, surely they're not going to like take the risk and i'm like i don't know you spend that much money on a developer and you probably want to lock them down and yeah. here we are
1: so you waved your flag on Leo <laughs> but we answer the phone yeah because they right. called it yeah um so yeah but
0: is it technically cross-platform if it's xbox and pc No, because everything, even Microsoft first-party stuff, is also on PC at this point. Microsoft has made it a point to be like, there is no delineation between Xbox and PC at this point. They, I don't believe, do console exclusives anymore. I cannot tell you a single major Xbox game in a long time that has been exclusively on consoles.
1: Even like Halo and Gears of War?
0: Those are all planned for future releases will be day on date with pc releases as well ah, okay uh
1: well good thing you get that all in game pass and speaking of game pass yeah. new footage was shown of stalker 2 colon, heart of chernobyl yeah. coming four twenty eight um future next year april 28th
0: no and uh, it's on game pass wait. wait you're right i guess that is next year then okay um unless Real you type somewhere. No, that's correct. Real quick though, I wanted to mention if you want to play a little drinking game to this podcast, drink every time we say game pass for the next 5 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Cuz we're going to say the words game pass a lot. I was I texted I texted you earlier. I was like, I'm getting tired of typing the words game pass. <laughs> I type it so many times. Anyway, see when I saw
1: that I thought, "Wait, you mean Game Fly, right? Like oh wait, no. no, that's right. Game Pass. I mean Game Pass. All right. So I got my drink ready here. Let's start. Yep. That's one. <laughs> uh, second, Warners, you know, the Back for Blood game that we just announced. Also coming to Game Pass on October twelfth. <laughs> Avalanche Studios Contraband, the open world co-op game, also coming to Game Pass
0: upon yeah. release. This avalanche, by the way, don't get them confused with the other avalanche that works with Disney often. This is the avalanche that are the Just Cause people. So this Mm -hmm. is the next big game, the Just Cause team.
1: Uh, We also have Sea of Thieves getting a Pirates of the Caribbean crossover event called A Pirate's Life
0: Mm
1: -hmm. on June 22nd.
0: Yeah, it looks like it uh, has a lot of the characters from the Pirates of the Caribbean universe uh, in the world of Sea of Thieves.
1: Mainly the only one you care about, Jack Sparrow, because everyone else is thrown by the wayside.
0: Davy Jones. Yeah. Tentacles. Mm -hmm.
1: Uh, We also have Yakuza. Like a dragon. Game pass for the very first time.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so this means that now, if you really want to play every single Yakuza game, you can do that now. The yes. newest one is also on there too. Yep, we also
1: had new footage from Battlefield 2042, and then everyone immediately went to pre-order it for some reason because it looked pretty yeah, good.
0: That, uh, EA revealed that last week. Uh, we didn't talk about it because it kind of it happened in between our podcasts. But uh, but yeah, this was just more footage. Uh, 128 player mode on Xbox Series X and mm-hmm. PS5, from what I understand. So, big, big battlefields.
1: Uh, there's also 12 Minutes, which is coming on the game, 12 Minutes, not 12 Minutes of something. Yes. The game is called 12 Minutes, coming on August 19th, and, day, yeah.
0: and Game Pass on day one. That is, if you remember, they did the... the I think last E3, uh, they showed it was a basically a game where it's a time loop, twelve minutes. It was like a basically a domestic dispute dispute that goes places. Apparently, it's got yes. Daisy Ridley in it as one of the main characters. Mm-hmm. So yeah, interesting.
1: Uh, we also had Psychonauts two coming on August twenty fifth. Also day one on Game Pass.
0: Yeah, that game still looks like they just made another Psychonauts. Which you know what? Hey, somebody's out there waiting for that, so well, go for this it. This one takes place inside the brain, it looks like, or Daydream or something. The first one did as well. You would hop yep. between people's brains, so yeah, this makes sense.
1: Um. Well, if you got tired of us saying and Game Pass, well, <laughs> a bunch of Bethesda Classics are going to come to Game Pass.
0: Yeah, uh, there's already a sizable amount of Bethesda games on there, but this will add, like, Fallout, uh, Fallout Three, Fallout Tactics. I think it'll add um, some of their other more obscure games. So, yeah. mm-hmm.
1: uh, also Fallout Seventy Six content was announced for people who are still playing that, in- including a Brotherhood
0: of Steel campaign <laughs> and the Pit. Yeah, uh, if you're familiar with the Fallout universe, specifically Three and Four. You know who the brother brother Steel are, and you also know where the pit is. The pit was DLC for uh, Fallout Three way back in the day. Um, so yeah, it'll be cool to revisit some familiar places. Mm-hmm. We also have co-op party game,
1: Party Animals,
0: which was announced. <laughs> yeah, do you want to play like a game like Gang Beasts except you're animals? Well, here you go.
1: <laughs> Maybe sounds fun, but what sounds more fun is Hades. <laughs> yes. That game, Hades, coming to Xbox on August 13th
0: and Game Pass. Yeah, so for all of you who could not or did not play Mediable Podcast Game of the Year of 2020, Hades, uh, now if you're a Game Pass subscriber, you can totally do that. Um, Play Hades. It's really, really good is what I have to say about that. And
1: play it on Game Pass because it's available via Game Pass. Yeah. Uh, We also have Somerville, which is seemingly about alien invasions coming next year.
0: Yeah, not a lot. They didn't show gameplay of that.
1: And then they decided to take a break and let everyone ogle in the thing that is supposed to come out last year, but then didn't. Their launch game. The thing you bought the Xbox (laughs) Series X for. And then didn't happen. Yeah. That's right. I'm talking about Halo Infinite, new trailer plus confirmation that multiplayer will be free to play. Yes, key because typically you need an
0: Xbox Live subscription for it. Yeah, so I think they're taking advantage by the fact that this is another Day One Game Pass scenario. So a lot of people are probably going to be like, "Well, oh, well, I get, get the campaign with Game Pass, but I'll dabble in the multiplayer too." And this also opens it up so that we people who don't even have Game Pass can try out the multiplayer here. And this is going to be cross-play as well between the PC and the Xbox platform. So yeah, get ready to see Halo compete against your Apex Legends and your, um, and your Fortnites here. This is a big play, and I think that it's the smart choice to do. Um, as for this footage that they showed of the kind of more story campaign-centric stuff, it looks pretty good and it looks like it um furthers the story where uh, the halo uh story left off after uh five um so we'll we'll get to find out what happens with master chief and cortana it'll be interesting
1: yep yeah, um note that it's not called halo six so this could no. be
0: the last one or the forever incarnate of it yeah but Concept it's a dlc yeah, the, the free-to-play multiplayer thing actually does finally make that name make sense. It's like, oh, Halo Infinite. I get it now. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. so. uh, we also have A Plague Tale, colon, Requiem for next
0: year, 2022. Yeah. That's a sequel to the previous A Plague Tale game. I forget what the subtitle of that one was, but uh rats. Hey, you like rats? Uh This game has rats.
1: Speaking of rats, we can't <laughs> shake the rat that is Far Cry 6, because, hey, footage was shown even here as well. Yeah. <laughs> yes, everywhere. You couldn't escape it. Uh, we also had Slime Rancher 2 announced for 2022.
0: Hmm.
1: And it's a game one day
0: pass. <laughs> you mean day one game pass.
1: That's what I said, a game one day pass.
0: <laughs>
1: uh-huh. uh, Shredders was also announced, which is a snowboarding game. Yeah. Coming in December. Because
0: yeah, remember snowboarding? Yeah, it was uh, from Steep. That snowboarding game. Except it's not uh, related to Steep in this case. No,
1: because no one's going to get injured during the photo shoot.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Callback. Yes.
1: Uh, we also have Atomic Heat. I'm sorry, Atomic Heart, which is a sci fi first person shooter announced, but no date. And no gameplay. But no gameplay. But confirmed for Xbox Game Pass. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, we also have Replaced, which is a side-scrolling game with sprite-based art coming in 2022.
0: Looked pretty neat, but beyond that, I don't know if it's something I want to play. But hey, that's a look. Obsidian's game Grounded. Yeah. We'll get a big update soon. So yeah, that's been in early access on Game Pass for a while. That's the big bug game. Where you're shrunk in like yeah, the, the backyard,
1: honey. Yeah. I shrunk the kids' game,
0: so yeah. More content coming to that,
1: uh, also more content coming to Among Us, um, yesterday, today, okay.
0: out now. I included this because I wasn't sure if this is the same news as that what they talked about in the um, in the summer games fest stuff, uh, or whether it was different. Again, ask your local Zoomer, they will be able to tell you.
1: I think that this is actually like. Xbox getting the uh, the new map that they just announced released. Uh we also have Iuden Chronicle, which is a spiritual successor to Sekotem coming to Xbox in 2023. Yeah. Along with an action spin-off, Ayudin Chronicles Rising in 2022.
0: Yeah. I don't know, Sweet there was a lot of Sweet in games, so a lot of people like those um so, hey, somebody else was like, hey, let's make a weekend. And so it's cool that they're working on it.
1: We also have The Ascent, which is an overhead co-op action game coming on July 29th. Yep, I think they had announced that before as well. They definitely did. Also, Age of Empires four coming to the PC on October 28th with
0: a day one PC game pass. Yeah. This. The most, uh, the newest. See, they've been spending so much time re-releasing the old Age of Empires. It's about time they do a new one, and here we are.
1: We also have the Outer Worlds two, which was announced, um, which is by not
0: Obsidian. That is
1: S- Obsidian. And That's Obsidian. also
0: Obsidian. Yes.
1: Yeah. So Outer Worlds two is coming. Yeah. Maybe you can beat this one in eighteen minutes again. <laughs>
0: Me, uh, yeah. This is uh, of course. Um, they showed just a trailer for it, but this is interesting because this does suggest that this will be a uh, Xbox and PC exclusive, unlike Outer Worlds One that had a PlayStation release. Right,
1: but that was also part of the deal they had before they got purchased. So
0: no, yes and no. It was yes, announced before they was, got purchased. Yeah, they I got believe purchased, you're like, right. Two months later. Yeah, it released after the Obsidian deal finalized, but it was at 2K published game, right. the first round. Uh, but yeah, it sounds like Microsoft's going to take over publishing duties for this one.
1: Yep. Uh, they'll also take over publishing duties for Microsoft Flight Simulator, which is finally confirmed
0: for consoles. Yeah. Which is also coming to Game Pass. Uh, I mean, I feel like I don't need to no- note this but just in case you're wondering only Xbox Series X and S no Xbox One release for this thing I think that if you tried to run Flight Simulator on an Xbox One it would explode um, <laughs> so yeah just keep that in mind
1: <laughs> uh, the next se- game in the Forza Horizon series which is Forza Horizon 5 mm-hmm. was announced coming in November 9th yeah And lastly, if you didn't get enough vampires, (laughs) Redfall, which is from Arcane Austin, was revealed. And it seems like a comedic co-op shooter with (laughs) vampires coming summer 2022.
0: Yeah, weird choice, in my opinion, to do this last. Maybe they were very confident in the trailer and thought people would be like, yeah, that seems like fun. Not a whole lot of gameplay uh, was shown here, Uh, but we got the idea, the gist of what this game is going to be. Yeah, but uh, it's going to be a while. Uh, summer 2022 for that one, so a whole another year. But uh, yeah, interesting concept. And hey, co-op shooters, they're back.
1: So if you're looking for Game Pass and you have to have
0: Game Pass, there were 13 games announced <laughs> specifically for Game Pass. Yeah, in fact, more than that, too, at the actual show. We may be missing some because I believe at the beginning they said that they were going to show 30 games total. And 27 of which were going to be on Game Pass. So goes to show you that um, they're really all in on that program.
1: So yeah, 13 were officially announced, but yeah, most likely more will be coming to Game Pass. Hmm. So if you're able to get your hands on an Xbox Series X or S, you might as well just buy Game Pass alone yeah. and it will pay for itself. Or rather, it won't because subscription. Yeah. So... Just we'll keep pumping money to Microsoft on that. <laughs> or don't, because sure don't. there are other game companies out there like Square Enix, who also had their own announcements.
0: Yes, thankfully it was much, much shorter.
1: <laughs> yes, and thankfully it was much more centric, meaning yeah. it was all Marvel, except for a couple of more other or stuff. Less. Or Final so Fantasy. Marvel
0: and Final Fantasy.
1: Yeah. So if you're looking for anything else, Sorry. But uh, Square Enix did start off kind of strong, I guess, depending, um, with a Guardians of the Galaxy game, which was announced, where you play as Star-Lord,
0: and it's coming October 26th. Yeah. I don't know. As the, as the more Marvel expert here than I am, what did you think about this? One,
1: you can only play as Star-Lord, even though yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy is a team-based game, <laughs> or a team-based... Uh, it's Entity. Series,
0: yeah, they're a team. They're, a they're team. Team. you would think that they would want to stick together,
1: yeah, but no, it's going to be a narrative driven as Star Lord. So, hey, could be fun, but if it's anything like Marvel's Avengers, who knows? Because, <laughs> well, I mean, we'll get there here. Actually, I no, will just get here now. There was content updated for the that Avengers game, which will be free and it will include the Black Panther update. Um, so that Black Panther update is separate, going to be a, a separate game completely from the Guardians of the Galaxy even though they may or may not actually take place in the same universe so weird yeah. um, but there's also Final Fantasy uh, games announced including Final Fantasy Pixel Remaster which is a mobile collection of Final Fantasy 1 through 6 Uh, There's also Legends of Mana Remaster coming to the Switch, the PS4, and the PC later this week on the 24th. This week? Next week. Next week, 24th. Yeah, next week. Uh, There's also a mobile spinoff coming from uh, coming for Nier, Hitman, and the Final Fantasy series, including a Final Fantasy VII mobile spinoff game called the First Soldier. Detail in the Chronicles of the First
0: Soldier, I believe, would be Sephiroth. That sounds right that to sounds me. That sounds right. <laughs> you would know. You've recently finished Final Fantasy VII Remake. So.
1: Yes, which is only uh, chapter episode <laughs> one of the three episodes. Right. Uh, there's also Babylon's Fall, which is now a multiplayer game. And yeah. a new trailer for Life is Strange colon True Colors. Yeah. And still looks good. Hmm, Still looks good. And lastly, they announced Final Fantasy Origin, which is a take on Final
0: Fantasy from Team Ninja. This got leaked a couple days before the show. Um, did we talk about it? I don't remember if we talked about it. We didn't talk about it. Uh, But yeah, and uh, it all ended up being confirmed. This is a action RPG take in the world or in a Final Fantasy style world. So it's connected to Final Fantasy, but isn't necessarily using any universe that already exists. And the internet was clowning on the trailer because I guess they said the word chaos a lot in this trailer. (laughs) Yep. Chaos. 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 Chaos so yeah uh, i mean if uh, team ninja usually makes fun um active combat in their games so i could see this being a lot of fun to play as for whether or not it will be the crossover thing that they want to expand final fantasy as a brand it eh, remains to be seen uh we'll see how the game does when it comes out oh demo for that also is coming soon
1: we'll see overall kind of a weak show for square enix because eh, didn't have much didn't have a whole lot
0: but and then we're done. No, oh wait, no, oh right. no, 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 we're far from done because, as they say, the best is yet to come.
1: Oh gosh, um, <laughs> yesterday, I was going to say thank God this was done yesterday because we had to wait a yes. whole week to talk about all this stuff.
0: Yes, I know, it
1: might have gone insane because <laughs> Nintendo did their Treehouse event, and well, they sure did. Oh boy, did they sure basically put everyone to shame. Um, I think Sony is still
0: to come tomorrow for us. So a lot Sony, of Sony didn't necessarily say that they were part of either of these things, so that kind of gave them license to do their own thing whenever right. the hell they wanted. And I don't think that they've, to my knowledge, I don't think they've announced a proper show because they don't have to.
1: No, they have yet to announce an official state of play for the month. Right. Or whatever so we'll it is they're going to call
0: it. So. Yeah, we'll see. They'll, they'll, I'm sure when they have stuff to talk about, they will talk about it. But they're in complete control of their own message at this point.
1: Yep, and Sony typically likes to go last. Well, yeah. Well, no. Partially. Nintendo traditionally, Nintendo traditionally goes yes. last. But Nintendo is also traditionally a pre-recorded treehouse <laughs> thing. And sure enough, that's what it was this year as well. Yep. And sure enough, the internet went crazy yet again. As they've they, Right off the bat, new person coming to Smash because, yeah, do we have enough characters in Smash yet? So, new character, new fighter will be none other than Tekken's Kazuya, uh, which is actually Kazuya Kazama. Yeah. Official name. Yeah. Um, father of Jin Kazama and Hayachi Kazama, or Son of Hayachi Kazama, he's the dad, and Hayachi's the grandpa,
0: and Jin's the son. <laughs> and it, the whole universe revolves around that family. I like how you're like, I had forgotten that you had gotten into Tekken lore. Um, and so this is this yeah. shouldn't surprise me, but I was like, oh yeah, now it's coming back to me. I remember when you were like, I've been playing a lot of Tekken out of nowhere. <laughs> it was only like a year ago,
1: I think. Uh, I've played a lot of Tekken in my past. <laughs> yeah.
0: And yeah, there's a lot of lore to it. <laughs> so there you go. So, yeah throwing so people drop...
1: down volcanoes and yes stuff.
0: in fact that was my favorite part of this trailer was the bit where he was just throwing everybody down a volcano only two at the end throw kirby down and kirby of course floats. safely hops back up behind yeah. him it was because very kirby cute floats. yes
1: but yeah uh Kazuya will be from tekken will be coming to smash
0: yeah which means you can finally have a uh, well, not finally. I believe they did make that Tekken versus Street Fighter game, but you can finally have Tekken versus Street Fighter inside of um, Smash <laughs> of
1: Smash Brothers if you want. Tekken versus Street Fighter, Pokeballs only. <laughs> uh, we also had from so that's just Nintendo's opening, and then they just like, you know, kept knocking it all apart the from there because they announced that Life is Strange remastered, and Life is Strange True Colors. Yeah. The new one. Yep, the new one. As well as Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm -hmm. That game we just talked about. Worms Rumble. Astria Ascending. Two Point Campus. That College Gun game we talked about. Yeah. Super Monkey Ball Banana Mania. Yes. Just Dance 2022, which we just talked about.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Cruisin' Blast. Dragon Ball Z, colon, Kakarot, Danganronpa De- <laughs> Decadence, Decadence, Danganronpa Decadence, De- decadence. also, <laughs> uh, Fatal Frame, colon, Maiden of Black Water, Doom Eternal DLC, The Ancient Gods, Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2, and Strange Brigade, all those games that's just me listing games one after another are coming to the switch
0: yeah i grouped them all together like that because they didn't say a whole lot besides that about a lot of these um a couple of notes about those though um just real quick cruising blast of course in the cruising series of racing games like cruising usa and cruising world yep. from back in the day um Danganronpa Decadence is a collection of the previous Danganronpa games and a remastered collection for the Switch. Um, what else here? Um, Monkey Ball Banana Mania is their new Monkey Ball game that's supposed to be part of their 25th anniversary or 20th anniversary? 20th anniversary 20th. of the Super Monkey Ball franchise so yeah um just a few notes but otherwise yeah some solid games all coming out very very soon for your switch so uh more than enough to play that was just 15 games
1: coming out to the switch and that's what they opened with and then there was more yes (laughs) including new footage shown of mario golf super rush which i believe is coming next week next week i believe yeah next week um, Monster Hunter Stories 2 colon Wings of Ruin, Shin Megami Tensei 5, and that rabbits and my, that Mario and Rabbids Sparks
0: of Hope was also shown. All new footage. Yeah, and they confirmed that Mario Golf is going to have that adventure mode that everybody was hoping it would, uh, where you can even play as your me if you want. Uh, so that game just seems cooler and cooler if you're a golf fan. I'm sure you guys are going to have so much fun with that thing.
1: Yep, it's the next game we're looking forward to on playing on the Switch. Yeah. Now that since we beat uh, Pokemon Snap. Yeah. Uh, we also have Mario Party Superstars, which was announced, mm-hmm. which is a kind of a Mario Party greatest hits collection right. coming
0: October 29th. Yeah. It's going to have boards and mini games from the original three Nintendo 64 Mario parties. So this is a nostalgia grab. This is basically like, hey, did you grow up playing Mario Party when you were a kid? Well, here you go. Here's all your favorite games back. Um, which is cool. Uh, This will have online mode from the beginning as opposed to Super Mario Party, which added it just last month. Um, So yeah, it seems like it's going to take the structure of Super Mario Party and just put all the old stuff in it. Um, A great idea, I think, because they know that their audience is a lot of people who either have nostalgia for those original games or have never played them before. And thus, this is a whole new uh, group of mini games and boards that they've never seen before. So equally exciting. Yes, if you'd like to see Chaos Incarnate, play Mario, <laughs> Mario Super Party. Mario Party game. It's, the Mario, it's vintage Mario Party, the kind that I grew up playing. It's just, I'm going to play an immediately taste pizza and think about sleepovers. Ah, so um, this is your dad's Mario Party. I'm not anyone's father. Come on. Not yet. Anyway.
1: <laughs> uh, also, another game that kind of broke the internet, Metroid Dread was announced. Which is a real 2D side scrolling mainline Metroid game following the events of Metroid Fusion
0: coming yes. on October eighth. You if I could have recorded my reaction to this, it would have been like YouTube status, like gamer reacts to Nintendo E3, because keep in mind that it has been nearly twenty years since Metroid Fusion has come out came out. Came out in the Game Boy Advance 19 years ago. And since then, there's only been teases about like, are they gonna make another 2D Metroid? Are they gonna make another side-scrolling Metroid? Like they focused so much on Metroid Prime as a series after that. And then the side the, spin-off bit like stuff like the Hunters games that everybody was like, okay, I guess they're just never gonna do it again. There was never a DS game, there was a rumored DS game for a while called Dread that was canceled because they said that they couldn't figure out how to do the concept that they wanted. So for years, this has been the thing that in the back of my mind, I'm like, man, they should really make another Metroid. They should really make another Metroid like those old Metroids, because those old Metroids are probably some of the best games ever made, in my opinion. Um, So yeah, this thing flipped my lid. I have never been, literally never, been this excited about a reveal of any video game at any press conference conference. I can remember.
1: It's it, finally happening. Yeah,
0: yeah. It finally happened. I this was. This is like, your Kingdom Hearts three. It's finally yes, happening. Exactly. This is my Kingdom Hearts three. Even though um, you've waited longer than I have for that game. Yeah, or or maybe a more modern version. I pretty much reacted probably how everybody else re- reacted to Elden Ring. Um, it was. It, this is a big deal. It looks great. Um, so I watched a bit of the uh, Treehouse show after to see the gameplay. They even talked. Had a, like an actual interview like a really surprisingly lengthy interview with um, the creative director on the Metroid series who's been with the series since it started he's involved which means that this is quality Um, and it just yeah they were playing they played about 20 minutes of it and it just looks fantastic looks like there's a little bit of Metroid Fusion's kind of chase mechanic with this robots with these robots that are like prowling after you so there's that tense kind of like Hide and seek element to it. They're incorporating some of the more modern um, moves that Samus had in the Metroid Returns game for the 3DS. So, those cool like counters where you can kind of run and counter and then shoot. Uh, but it also looks like very faithful to the original series. A lot of exploration. Oh, one of the things that got me the most was they showed the map screen. Traditionally, part of the Metroid experience is exploring everything so that when you fill out the map, the map, when you go to like the map station gives you an idea of where things are, but you only fill it out truly until you, when you get, when you get there. So a lot of it is like, oh, okay, I'm going to try going down here because I think the map is saying that there's a path down here. Well, they've doubled down on that. Now it just gives you kind of this amorphous block around the areas instead of telling you exactly what the corridors are going to look like. So you don't even know the shape of the corridors. You just know the vague area that if I go vaguely this way, if I go left, I'm not going to hit a wall. I'm going to hit something, but I don't know what I'm going to hit. And that just ex- like ex- like that just it, it makes it even more like mysterious, and it makes it's going to make the exploration even more fun. And man, I am so looking for. And the fact that this thing comes out in, like as early as October. I can't believe they did it, is all I can say. This was, this was my moment, like one of the most exciting moments I think I had in a long, long time related to video games, so very excited to play this.
1: So, can we call it as your game of the year already?
0: Oh, I'll have to play it first. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we'll see. I'm not going to hedge my bets. Okay, well, so that's a game that has, from a series that hasn't come out in a long time. Oh, but they weren't done yet. No. No, because they also came out with WarioWare. Get It Together was announced, yes. which is a co-op <laughs>
0: Switch WarioWare game coming September 10th. Yes, so my other long-awaited like, uh, Nintendo sequel. So when they put out WarioWare Gold a couple years ago on 3DS, I talked about it here on the podcast about how it was a nice collection of the previous games for people who hadn't played them before, all collected in one game the 3DS, but a new one is even better than a collection, and I'm very excited that they're bringing back all the characters, and um, co-op is certainly really cool. I'm glad that I'm going to be able to play these with another person, and it's a different kind of mini game this time. It looks like they're doing, you're controlling a character that you choose, and you're moving around and letting that character do different things within the world of the mini game. So the interaction isn't just everybody's doing the same button press or movement like it was in the previous games. It's more about you are a character who has a skill set. You have to figure out how to use your skill set to solve the minigame puzzle before the timer goes off. So it's an interesting take. And co-op implies that some of them are going to require teamwork to complete. Uh, And so, yeah, it's a really, really neat concept. I love WarioWare. I love the vibe of WarioWare, and I'm really excited to play this.
1: Doctor is a fan of WarioWare, so we might pick this up.
0: Yeah, yeah, Play a lot of this. Uh, we also had Advanced
1: Wars One and Two reboot camp, which is announced, which <laughs> is a remake of the first two Advanced Wars games, coming December third. Yeah,
0: they're getting a little help from uh, the developer. Wait, way uh, forward. Uh, most famous for the Shantae games. Uh, They're helping out uh, rebuilding these games for the top. A lot of people are very nostalgic for the Advance Wars games. Uh, I'm not really one of them. I rented the first one from Blockbuster, and it was too hard for me back in the day. But a lot of people my age loved Advance Wars, so this is going to be a big deal for them.
1: Uh, And then we get into the Zelda portion of the the (laughs)
0: conference. Yes, it is the... 30th anniversary of Zelda, Legend of Zelda this year, I believe. Twenty? No, 25th. Sorry. 25th anniversary of Zelda. Wait.
1: No, I think no. you're right. It is 30th. Was it 30? Yeah, because the first one came no, out. 35th. 35th.
0: That's the math. <laughs> yeah,
1: because the first one came out in the 80s. Like 86, original yeah.
0: Zelda. 86, so yeah, 35. Sorry. Yep. Anyway.
1: Old. And yet, he still looks so sprightly. <laughs> Emphasis on the sprite. Because games. Uh, well, the Shadow was, I mean, obviously knew that this was going to be the 35th anniversary. And so, kind of pulled out the stops and said, hey, you want a 35th anniversary? We'll give you 35th anniversary. <laughs> so, Hyrule Warriors will get an expansion pass. Pulse of the Ancients, which was announced coming, a, hey, this week with Wave 2 coming in November. They also announced a Legend of Zelda game and watch replica system Mm -hmm. with Zelda 1, 2, and Link's Awakening
0: on November 12th. So yeah, they did that Mario uh, anniversary game and watch that was uh, for the Mario celebration that they had last year. Makes Mm -hmm. sense that they would do this for Zelda as well. Uh, Neat little handheld uh, system that looks like the old Game & Watch uh, system. So uh, yeah, if you want some nostalgia, this is pretty cool.
1: And then they ended the show.
0: And everyone went home. And lived Uh, happily ever after. Except for one last thing, of course, as these shows love to do. It's like, oh, but wait. I'll leave you with this teaser.
1: Get ready for my spit take here, (laughs) because... the game they thought everyone thought was coming the game they said was coming the game they thought was you know years in the making or like years down the line footage was shown Mm -hmm. of breath of the wild 2. that's right that first switch game that you ever owned breath (laughs) of the wild it's getting a sequel yeah
0: called breath of the wild 2. even breathier Yeah, so not a whole lot is still known about this. The footage they showed showed a lot of very similar looking things to the existing Breath of the Wild game, but a lot of hints at where the story might go. A lot of speculation is happening today on the internet about who you actually play as. Uh, A lot of people are convinced it's not Link. Um, And yeah, uh, when what implications that might have for the story of Zelda as a franchise. And so, yeah, it seems like a lot of big zelda nuts are very excited for this one we'll have to wait another year they said they're not quite ready to show a whole lot more uh but yeah it's means
1: so it's coming 2022 probably a holiday 2022
0: probably yeah don't explore expect this one until probably the end of next year for sure
1: Mm -hmm. um but that being said it's called breath of the wild 2
0: I was hoping for an actual subtitle, but right, they did say that there is actually a name, but they're not ready to reveal it because Nintendo says that the name is plot spoiler. Ah, and they want
1: like calling it Age of Calamity is a plot spoiler. Yeah,
0: exactly. So they don't want to necessarily tell people yet until they're ready to show more. Yep.
1: Um, I mean, do you think you'd play as someone other than Link?
0: I have not played Breath of the Wild, so I'm not going to say anything. I don't know enough of the context about what that game does and how that game ends in order to answer that question, but people who have seem uh, to, half of them at least, seem to be convinced that it means something, but I don't know.
1: Ooh, do you actually like play a Zelda? Because it's a Zelda game?
0: Uh, That apparently is not happening, because one of the things that happens in this trailer is she is yet incapacitated in another creative way which implies that no you're saving her again
1: (laughs) i don't know about that maybe that's how it starts and you play a zelda getting out of there who knows who knows but yeah nintendo crushing it
0: yeah uh definitely ended the whole uh thing with on a high note uh but yeah that was a lot of games we just talked about what that took us an hour just uh, talk about all those games yeah just about an hour just
1: <laughs> for e3 games
0: i mean honestly i'm surprised it didn't take longer so hey i think we did pretty good i think we did pretty good too <laughs> so yeah games video games play them
1: yep um if you if you can't for some reason wait to play any of those games yeah we have new releases we do Told you we were doing a backwards show. Yeah,
0: <laughs> really backwards, apparently.
1: Yep. So uh, there are new games that were announced coming uh, this week, including Red Solstice 2 colon Survivors for the PC, Alex Kidd in a Miracle World DX for the PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series X, <laughs> Switch, PC. If you own it, it's coming.
0: It's not uh, everything.
1: We also have Dark Alliance for yep. the PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series X, and PC. That's Hannibal Burris approved. Yes, it is. <laughs> uh, Ender Lilies, colon, Quietus of the Nights for the PS4, PS5, Switch, and PC. Yep. Lego Builders Journey for the Switch and PC. And lastly, because it was delayed, or maybe not delayed, <laughs> Olympic Games Tokyo 2020-the dash official video game right. for the PS4, Xbox One,
0: Switch, and PC. AKA the one that doesn't have the Mario ca- and Sonic characters in it. That's just straight up Olympics.
1: Right. Yes. So the weaker version.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Less <laughs> fun.
1: All right. Oh, but wait, we're not done with video games.
0: Because you Uh played something. Yeah, I just want to talk about this really quick in in, uh, favor of time. I really want to talk about Ratchet & Clank Rift Apart here, uh, but it came in hot, a.k.a. this morning I got the disc. uh, So I did not have time, but I am currently in uh, possession of a disc that says Ratchet & Clank Rift Apart. I also am in possession of a disc that says Returnal, uh, I will hopefully get a chance to play both of those games soon uh, to get my PS5 on in the proper fashion. Uh, but I didn't have a chance to do that before today's show. So next week, hopefully, fingers crossed, I will be able to play some of that. Uh, maybe uh, someone who is a big Ratchet and Clank fan uh, maybe could carve out some time to come over next weekend. Maybe we could both show off, so, both play some Ratchet and Clank. So I am super busy this weekend. <laughs> of course you are, because it's Father's Day. But I mean, the weekend after that, I guess. Yeah, the weekend after that, I we'll should maybe be have to amazing. figure something out. We'll figure something out. Yeah, maybe we'll do a stream where we play some Ratchet for y'all. Yep. Um, anyway, um, so that's to come. But what I did actually have a chance to download and play was what I talked about last week, which is Fantasy uh, Star Online 2 New Genesis. So this is the new version of Fantasy S- uh, Ph- Star Online 2. Uh, This is currently available on Xbox and PC. Uh, No word about a PlayStation release. It seems like Microsoft did some sort of exclusivity arrangement with Sega for these, which is why it's not coming out on PS4 or PS5 in the US right now. That being said, if you have um, either Xbox or PC, you can download this and try it. It's a free-to-play game, just like original PSO2. And yeah, they rebuilt this thing from the ground up. It's a completely different game when you start out. It takes place in a more open world, so there's no more loading screens jumping from the hub world ship to uh, the individual quests. Instead, you just run your character right through a wall, and you're out in the open world, Genshin Impact style. Speaking Hmm. of Genshin Impact, it looks like they've been taking notes about other similar open world games over the last couple years. As the... um, running around, the actual movement uh, is completely changed from the original game. There's an emphasis on dashing, jumping, and gliding, just like a game like uh, Breath of the Wild and Genshin Impact. So it's a lot more fun to play because of that. So when you're doing the quest, it's a lot more fun to get from point A to point B, because you can kind of jump and glide around. Um, So yeah. But other than that, though, besides those two things, it's still PSO2. Uh, So expect a lot of grinding, a lot of missions about like defeating a several of the same monster, a lot of menus and organizing your weapons and items and making sure you're, you know, you're you're using the best possible loot, Um, listening to a lot of characters talk story at you for a while. Um, So yeah, know what you're getting into, but I'm having some fun with it so far. I haven't played a whole lot of it, maybe touched about three to four hours of it. Um, but yeah, if you're looking for another, uh, open world, uh, addiction that you can play with your friends for free, give it a try. If you're kind of tired of Genshin Impact, this is a good, like, different kind of game that's good, that that people, I think, who enjoyed Genshin might find a lot to like here. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's out now. Um, it seems like it's doing a lot of cool cool new stuff, and, uh, yeah, as I play more, I'll talk more about it.
1: Tired of Genshin Impact? Never. What is this box for me? I
0: don't know. Some people. I mean, maybe. But, uh, but yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, multiplayer. Uh, it looks like, though, if they're having a little bit of server stability issues. Uh, I tried to play a little bit more last night, and I could not get in. Every server was in maintenance. So your mileage may vary depending on when you try to log in. I guess don't try to log in on seven o'clock, at 7 o'clock at night. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's when everybody wants to play. But uh, yeah. Cool.
1: Though. All right. Sounds good. And then we'll have Ratchet and Clank and possibly Returnal.
0: Yeah. Possibly those
1: games next week. Next week. All right. So the rest of the show should be pretty light. Hopefully. Hopefully. (laughs) Uh, As we reverse back up from video games into music. And we always start music with the billboard and we start the billboard with the Hot 100. Ooh, hot. Yep. And as with summer, it's still melting, melting like butter, because Butter by BTS is the <laughs> number one song. Yes. At number two, Good for You by Olivia Rodrigo. At three, Levitating by Dua Lipa, featuring the baby. At four, Peaches by Justin Bieber, featuring Daniel Caesar and Gibeon. And rounding out your top five, Leave the Door Open by Silk Sonic. If all of that sounds familiar, yep, it's because all of these guys have been in the top five, like for the past three months at least. <laughs> yeah, not
0: a whole lot of movement this week in uh, in the songs.
1: Nope, not a whole lot of changes. But we go to our album chart, our Billboard 200, where we have a new number one album this week. Yeah, the Voices <laughs> of the Heroes by
0: Little Baby and Lil' Dirk. <laughs> yep. been a while since I heard both of those. And on the same record, no exactly. less. Uh, just for you. Just for you. They collaborated. They were like, we really like how this guy on this Media Bow podcast says our names. So we're going to work together. <laughs> Lil' Baby and Lil' Dirk get <laughs> their
1: number one album, "The Voices of the Heroes. I believe this is the pandemic kind of quarantine or doctor album kind of
0: voices for uh, those heroes? I, believe, I don't so. know if that's the case. I actually don't know. Um, maybe I think I saw something like that about I this. just assumed that they were talking about themselves. Oh, no. <laughs> so you might be right. I don't know. I actually did not know that there was some sort of meaning to the name. But anyway. But yeah, good to see little baby gone. Uh, the mm-hmm. little... A uh, little, uh, or no, a duh baby has been dominating the charts. Uh, so it's good to see little baby make a comeback.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, dub baby has been on there with Dua Lipa. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm trying to see if I can remember where I heard that somewhere, but
0: I don't understand nope. why little baby and Duh baby don't team up. Too many babies. Too many babies. So I'm, sorry, I'm trying to kill time as you do this research. Yeah,
1: uh, skipping <laughs> stuff. All right. Um, so number two, "Sour" by Olivia Rodrigo. At three, "Danger" Russ, the double album by Morgan Wallen. At four, "The Offseason" by uh, basketball player Jay Cole. <laughs> and round you got your top five new to the top yeah. five. I don't know what this is. The Chaos Chapter: Colin Freeze in all caps yep. by tomorrow cross together
0: or yeah. tomorrow x together so my guess is this is another tiktok thing because I've never heard of this song and I don't know where it came from and it's charted somehow and uh, will probably be number one next week for all I know uh, so yeah it's probably tiktok uh, I'll assume it's tiktok <laughs>
1: Uh, Let's see here. Um, If you did not like any... uh, I can't find it. I don't know where I saw that. If you can't find any of those (laughs) albums, we have Uh, new releases. Okay. Including Peace or Love by Kings of Convenience. The discount version of Kings of Leon. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they're much cheaper. Uh, We also have Pedestrian by Max Bloom. Hell to be you, baby, by <laughs> MNDR or Minder.
0: <laughs>
1: uh, Broken Hearts and Beauty Sleep by Mickey Blanco. And the album you should probably be listening to this week. <laughs> yeah. Oscar winner, Grammy winner. Tony Winner,
0: possibly. No, not yet.
1: Close to Future e <laughs> Her with yeah. Back of My Mind by Her. Yeah, her. I don't know.
0: Yeah. A new her record, I guess.
1: Her with the new record. Her. Um then a couple of short stories for you this little week. Well short stories. Uh into music news here. So last week we talked about. Um, Lord and her yeah. um, peculiar picture <laughs> titled Solar Power. Yes. Um, definitely a lot of Google searches for that immediately <laughs> went up and a lot of zoom in <laughs> pictures for that. <laughs> well, rumor mill has struck again because yeah. Lord did indeed release the first single off her new album called Solar Power with the song of the same name, Solar Power. Right. The album has not been given a release date quite yet, but the
0: song is a bit of a departure from melodrama. So yeah, this is kind of more of a prompt for us to talk about our thoughts about the single. What do you think about Solar Power? What makes you think I listened to it? I figured you did. Oh, I definitely did.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's definitely Lord. I mean... It's like, oh, yeah, that's right. This is what Lord sounds like, and then I actually went back and listened to some of her stuff, including Green Light. I was like, oh, yeah, lord can be good at pop and stuff, yeah, and yeah, um, kind of excited for the new album, yeah.
0: It's so you like it, you thought the song was pretty good, yeah, you. I mean, I, yeah, I liked it overall. I mean, like I said, uh, though, it's quite a shift, um if you're coming off of melodrama into this, you're probably thinking it's like, okay, she has a very specific mode. She likes to write write in. She likes to write about the same kind of subjects. Here, all of that thrown out the window. This is more of a mood piece. This is more more about her having fun instead of dwelling on relationship drama. Um, Like, I mean, hence the name. Melodrama was pretty much all about that, Mm -hmm. right? It was about the drama of breakups and rekindling friendships and house parties kind of that like young like debauchery kind of feeling of what you do when you're in your early 20s uh, or late teen years and this is more like actually I just want to go to the beach and chill out with my friends and that's kind of the vibe here I think that what it's done though is divided a lot of people I think some people who are expecting the more like specific heavier lord was really thrown off by this and I think they're a little disappointed Meanwhile, the, the 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 take I actually have here is this is an interesting change moving to kind of more tonal like like not being I guess straddled to that specific writing style I think might be freeing for Lord I think what we might be looking at here this might be her golden hour hmm. an opportunity for her to be like I'm just gonna sing these more mood pieces as opposed to tell these stories it's not necessarily a narrative and more a feeling. A vibe. And hey, I think that's great. I'm looking forward to hearing what the rest of this thing sounds like, but uh, unfortunately, we still don't know when it's coming out. I just saw, though, um, right before we started recording, though, I guess some people are seeing some marketing efforts start around the Solar Power record. I guess she now uh, has a video posted of, of solar power-themed crop circles. <laughs> yeah. So... Get ready! The marketing machine has been turned on. <laughs> well, she did release her new music video
1: with it last week, right? So. Yes.
0: So, yeah, we'll have to see uh, what she does, does with the rest of this kind of era of her career. But uh, I'm intrigued. I'm looking forward to what she does.
1: Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Glad see Lord's back. Yeah. Um, our second news story. Hey. Did you get your shot yet? I mean, we did. I mean, you should have, but if you're the one person holding out for either the free food or free money or whatever other giveaway we can throw at you to make sure that you do get vaccinated, (laughs) for some reason, you're still holding out at this point. Well, if you're in the Chicago area, maybe you did for a good reason. (laughs) Because you're a Dumas. I mean, because you've been waiting for (laughs) Lollapalooza tickets. I guess. So in order to attend Lollapalooza, you kind of more or less have to be vaccinated. I mean, you'd hope. You'd hope, you know, going to a concert festival like that. So in order to get people in that area vaccinated, because God knows they're going to be probably flooded with a bunch of people who are going to their first concert in over a year. Yeah. Well, Chicago is giving away 1,200 Lollapalooza tickets as an incentive for people to get vaccinated. Anyone with an appointment at one of four of the city's vaccination sites on June 26th, dubbed Day, will will receive a (laughs) single-day pass to the Grant Park Music Festival this summer. The city said there will also be an opportunity for already vaccinated residents to score tickets through a link released on the Chicago Department's Public Health's website and social media channels on June 27th. Otherwise, tickets are still available for purchase. You know, for $280.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Not including flights and hotels. So, yeah. Needless to say, this is there for, as an incentive people people haven't gotten it, it's a nice little cherry on top. Um, $280 is a lot of money, though, so maybe try to win these instead of actually having to pay that exorbitant fee, or maybe just don't go to Lollapalooza. Either way, um, it's neat that Chicago is doing this. I think overall it's a net positive. I mean, might as well uh, give people something, uh, even though the real reward should just be helping your fellow man out. Uh, But hey, you know what? Some people are hard. How many
1: incentives do you need before you, like, (laughs) Do what you should have been doing all this time
0: yeah well here we are
1: <laughs> yeah here we are yeah. um do note that that 280 is for the three-day festival and not the one-day pass right so maybe you should just like i don't know do it for the sake of being vaccinated and shit possibly maybe possibly. i don't know Hey, I'm uh, not here to tell you what you should do, I'm just <laughs> here to tell you what most people are doing. Exactly. Which is being one of 1,200 people to get La Palooza tickets by vaccination. <laughs> anyway. Anyways, um, uh, so we listened
0: to some stuff. Yeah, we got a couple quick thoughts for ya. you. You want to go first? Yeah, I'll go quick, uh, go first because mine's pretty quick. So, uh, hey, remember Garbage? You mean Garbage? Sure. The band Garbage. Um, Big in the 90s, uh, the late 90s, known for being only happy when it rains. Um, Lead singer uh, Shirley Manson, kind of known for being this kind of dark goth girl in an era where there weren't a whole lot of those in mainstream pop music. Well, uh, she never stopped, and they're still putting out Garbage Records, although this one's, I believe, after a bit of a hiatus. Um, So is this a Garbage Record? It is a garbage record, but I'm happy to report it's not a garbage record. Um, It's pretty good. It reminds me of very much like the music that they made in the late 90s. Um, Not a whole lot of change stylistically, and that's a good thing. They're very consistent. If you like the more uh, electronic slash industrial inspired side of alternative rock that was happening in that era, for example, Nine Inch Nails comes to mind. Um, Mm -hmm. This is like that. And Lyrically, though, because of course, this is a woman singing uh, here, it comes from a very feminist standpoint. And a lot of the songs are about kind of this continuing struggle for women's rights and, uh, ex- and like accessibility to the same kind of pay jobs, etc. cetera. Um, because these things are still a problem and have been uh, since garbage has existed. Um, so yeah, no, um, it's top form. Um, if you've liked garbage in the past, give this a try fun fun thing about this one though um, after you're done listening to the first disc of this record the second disc that's available on streaming services is a fun little bonus it's a disc of covers that the band has done including some guests with guests uh, from the band they're covering uh this it's also it's a lot of fun if you stick around for the covers um, there's a lot of good stuff in there too or if you just stick uh, just listen to the the new record it's still an enjoyable listen so yeah if you want to listen to garbage uh this is new garbage and it sounds just as good as the old garbage it's fun that they still are around and kicking they're also supporting Alanis Morissette uh, on her big world tour that's coming up very soon I actually know somebody who got tickets for that it's their first big post-covid concert that they're going to uh see at the Hollywood Bowl come October so yeah it's cool the 90s uh are back 1997 all over again 1997 all over again <laughs> hey, speaking of it being
1: 1997 all over
0: again Maroon 5 I mean, they did not exist in 97, just to be fair Okay they're a oh, 2000s thing. Speaking of
1: really old Okay, not that old Not, not that old thinking. But what is this, they're like 10th straight album, I think There's been a lot of Maroon 5 records There's been a lot of Maroon 5 records, I believe this is their 10th album
0: Something like that
1: So Maroon 5. Yeah. Pop band.
0: Yeah. But like pop in the lightest sense of the word <laughs> pop. Yes. Like the kind of man that you hear so often played out of every speaker no matter where you go that just becomes kind of background music.
1: Yes. Yes. Well new album out by then. Um, you know typically you can consider them your mom's favorite pop band. <laughs> yeah. At times, because they put out hits, I'm um, sure. not like stadium hits like we're used to, but hits nonetheless.
0: To where they've made probably like ten albums at this point. It's I mean, round up. Famously, ones. Adam Levine has said that they're on, they're the only band. Hmm. Period. You remember when he and said a that statement. a few weeks ago. Yep. <laughs> and everyone questioned
1: it or didn't question it. So yes, former. Um, judge of The Voice, Adam Levine has left The Voice uh, to pursue music with his <laughs> band 35. Yeah, that's new you've never done
0: that before uh,
1: <laughs> and with it has produced um, the album mm-hmm.
0: Um
1: so this is a misleading album <laughs> as it should be titled Maroon 5 with various artists. <laughs> because every other goddamn song on this track is featured by something else. Yeah. Uh, there's Megan Thee Stallion. There's like Black Bear, Stevie Nicks. Her <laughs> is even on her. Like Juice <laughs> WRLD. Uh, yeah. Uh, Drulo, YG. It's just every other song is Maroon 5 plus someone else featuring someone else. And remember like in the early 2010s where all pop albums were here's the pop album plus someone else. Yeah. A pop star plus someone else. It's that kind of album. And I don't know if I need that album here in 2021. Right. Um, I mean, I'm glad I don't have to listen to Adam Levine sing the whole time. (laughs) So it's a break. Yeah. But at the same time it's not a true Maroon 5 album. It's that very over synthesized, very overproduced, and you can tell it's very overproduced. Uh, album that Maroon Five, uh, for better or worse, has made their mark on. Yeah. You be the judge. Mileage may vary.
0: I mean, yeah, it seems like this is the kind of stuff that they've been delivering as of late. Um, they found a niche for themselves, and it is that very right down the middle, like pop music that's enjoyable in passing. But if you think about it too much, Kind of falls apart.
1: It's also that pop music where every song kind of sounds the same, where it's chorus, verse, verse, chorus, verse, chorus, verse.
0: So, yeah, I guess, I guess if you're still somehow a Maroon 5 person, this sounds like something that you could get into. But if you're over them, like I think most of us are, this is not going to convince you. (laughs) Oh, I'll convince you. Remember how
1: um, I mentioned that Justin Bieber album, Justice? And I said, if you've never listened to Justin Bieber, this is probably a good album because it's your first introduction to him. Right. Same rule can apply here to Maroon 5. If you've never listened to a Maroon 5 album ever and this is your first one, yeah, it's very popping. You might like it. But then you look at the catalog and be like, oh, they put out butter stuff before. Yeah. Hmm. Um, also, all these songs start with are very much in the vein of love songs, love pop songs. And for some reason, every chorus has that echoey like na-na-na, echo-echo kind of repeating reverb. Yeah. And it's annoying, especially when you do it on every single song. (laughs) Yeah.
0: I can imagine.
1: Uh, That being said, pop radio stations will play the shit out of this.
0: Oh, well, obviously. Because it's LCD. Yeah, they cannot—they cannot escape the pool of the Maroon Five as much as they would want to. It's the safe song. It's the safe pop. You know what, Maroon? is? I just realized what Maroon Five is. It is the most iHeartRadio band. I believe that. Yes. Yeah. When you think about the like the just the image of what iHeartRadio purports to be, I immediately think of Maroon Five. <laughs> you know what? That's accurate. I won't buy that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: If, if the IR Radio was a band,
0: Maroon 5.
1: Okay.
0: Anyways, let's stop talking about Maroon 5
1: now. Yes, okay. Let's talk about an actual band here. So I did listen to technically two albums or I tried to. Okay. So AFI put on a new album yeah. last, uh, the past week and I tried to listen to it. Tried. So I got two songs into it and then I realized I'm going to put on a better album. And I put <laughs> on uh, Foo Fighters <laughs> instead.
0: Okay. So that not, not didn't grab you.
1: Didn't grab me. I mean it hit like the high school vibes. Sure. But then when I was thinking about it, I was like, you know what? If I'm gonna listen to like stuff I was in high school, might as well listen to stuff I actually listened to in high school.
0: Well also that's pretty much what you said about the rise against record last week, where you're like that if I wanted to be nostalgic, this I have this. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Except the Rise Against record
0: was actually better than Better <laughs> in AFI. So there you go. AFI, I guess, maybe don't bother with it. Nope. So
1: um, cool. i also listened to that because we talked about it so so much and we make fun of it so so much media boat favorite king gizzard and the lizard wizard yeah okay how's that um <laughs> it is surprisingly good okay in the sense that i couldn't tell it's a it's what i think of when i think of a full album because sure. i couldn't tell where one song stopped and the next song started it's okay. a full album complete cover to cover where I liked it I enjoyed it but at the same time I didn't understand like oh this is a new song because it felt like all one song it just flowed right into the next one which is good I like it when albums do that but if you're not able to distinguish between oh new song then you get that kind of pitfall of every song sounds the same Yeah. so check it out if you want they have like a (laughs) Bunch of albums, and I think all of them are kind of like this. But yeah. hey, we'll continue to report on King
0: Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. <laughs> we will. All right. Is it time then?
1: It is time then. Um, so I throw this to you, and we yes start with cancellations and renewals.
0: No, we're not doing it that way. I'm going to start uh, okay. from the top of television um uh, let's start from the top of television because that's our next section that we always talk about on this show mm-hmm. and of course we always start television with the sports corner and today in sports there's a bunch to talk about first up nascar kyle larson has won the all-star race
1: yeah kyle larson speed yeah. racist <laughs> still calling him that still calling that I'm i've calling that. I, ever since last year i've jumped i Force myself off that Kyle Larson train, and
0: even though he's winning, and he's yeah. doing good, <laughs> so not getting back on there. Can't get over that. Yeah. Can't get over mm-hmm. it. No, nope. Don't blame you. But in um, happier news, uh, in the French Open, that's tennis, uh, your winners, Novak Djokovic won the men's singles, while the true winner, though, was Barbara, oh boy, this name, Krejcikova? Is that close? Yes, close, yeah, Kova. Uh, won both women's singles and doubles with Katerina Sin- Sin- Sinia Kova as her partner. Uh, so Kova, we'll call her, has become the first woman since Mary Pierce back in 2000 to win the French Open singles and doubles titles in the same year. So congratulations.
1: Uh, notably, she was unranked as the singles. Certainly she's the doubles partner. She's a doubles player. But she entered the singles and yeah. won. And, so and we know who's carrying
0: that team. Yeah, wow. <laughs> it turns out. And then meanwhile, in uh, the sport of dog breeding, the Pekingese won the best in show from the delayed Westminster Kennel Club Dog Show. Yeah, uh, typically this is in November for Thanksgiving. Right. Delayed to June of
1: this year. Yeah. And the Pekingese named Wasabi. Aw, the wasabi. Yes, uh, It you know was know a very Pekinese cute is? dog.
0: Yeah, a little cute little fluff ball. Yeah, the 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 uh like roomba mop that runs yeah. around everywhere, low to the oh, ground. S- such a cutie. So yeah, a good one, one. Congratulations to Wasabi. Uh not so congratulations to basketball player Chris Paul, who has entered COVID-19 safety protocol and is sidelined for an indefinite period of time.
1: Okay. Um
0: Hold on oh is there breaking news
1: yes there's a soccer player okay. who um <laughs> injury okay so uh gotta find this guy's name um there's a, it's a European league so I didn't understand what they were saying but <laughs> I could see it. A guy had a heart heart attack. Oh.
0: And this is breaking news.
1: Um, The guy had a heart attack while playing soccer. And they had to stop the match.
0: Yeah, I bet.
1: Like, his heart just stopped. That was a throw-in. It threw the ball to him. It hit his chest. And both he and the ball fell down. And it was given immediate CPR on the on the pitch.
0: You would hope. Jeez, that's rough. Well, uh, we hope that the person recovers.
1: Yeah, uh, Denmark star Christian Eriksen.
0: Ah, I see. Okay, Christian uh, Eriksen
1: collapsed during the mid-game. Immediately <laughs> CPR. They stopped the game. They canceled the game. Yeah. And immediately rushed to the hospital. He's doing fine. He's in. He's recovered. Okay. In the hospital, so it does have a happy ending, but scary scene when you're just standing there from fighting for a ball and then it inbounds to you
0: and you just collapse. Yeah, our heart goes out to him and his family. Uh, that's got to be rough to deal with, and the team, I'm sure. Yeah, uh,
1: if you watch that video, you're confused at first as to what's going on, yeah, and then like everyone just starts like trying to rush doctors over to try and get in. It. Yeah. Gets
0: scary real fast. I like bet. All right. Anything else in sports before we move on to another sports story? But our first proper television story of the week. Um, football NFL mini camps are starting. Okay.
1: Um, currently, there's no sighting of Aaron Rodgers at Green Bay. Yeah. Following that story, not quite reporting on it yet because there's no news on it yet. It's just that Aaron Rodgers has yet to report to training camp. Yeah. yeah. And he's being fined like $10,000 a day. But, you know, when you make like $30 million,
0: he can kind of... uh, (laughs) Yeah, doesn't have to do nothing. Do nothing. (laughs) All right. On that note, let's move on to our first television story, which just also happens to be a sports story. In fact, it was the sports story that dominated sports this week. And we'll continue to have repercussions throughout uh, baseball. Let's talk about this mess. Uh. Okay. Major League Baseball announced new guidelines for substance enforcement, including a 10-day suspension for any pitcher who, quote, possesses or applies foreign substances during a game. This means widely used substances such as sunscreen, not for use on your skin, but specifically for use while pitching a baseball, will be banned, as well as spider tack, a now popular grip substance also used for pitching purposes. Enforcement of the new policy will begin on June 21st, but side note, some teams have already started um, banning the use of uh, the the materials in their stadiums. Just this week, um, in the game, in the series versus Oakland, uh, the Angels pitchers were not u- allowed to use any sort of um, substance when they pitched, and you saw results in the game. Um, Several hit pitches because of pitches that were going inside that they lost control of because they didn't have the same kind of effect on the pitch, thanks to that substance. So we're already seeing kind of the, the, the repercussions of this. Anyway, Carlos Rodon of the Chicago White Sox has spoken out about the new guideline. He said, quote, It's hard to see this when you're giving out 10-game suspensions for cheating, but you give the Astros no suspensions at all. If Rob Manfred can look himself in the mirror and say, hey, I'm doing the right thing, that's fine. But if you can't suspend the team you actually knew was cheating during the playoff game, that's on you. According to the commissioner, The new policy is the response to record strikeouts and declining batting averages. I guess the thought process is, is that the pitchers have less control over their pitches. You're going to have more hits. That remains to be seen, unless you're talking about hits to the shin. (laughs) Uh
1: So remember how before we started the season, we talked about how they were changing the baseballs? Yes, yes. And now they're changing the grip of the pitchers. Yeah. Because, hey. It might be too effective. So they wanted not enough. So they were complaining about too many home runs the previous season. And now
0: they're complaining about not enough home runs. Yeah. Really quick, I wanted to show you something. So I ended up not uh, having time to do all of the captions this week, which is why I haven't been running them. But I did have time to do this one, which I was really proud of. <laughs> also do because that's what it feels like, right? It feels like they're nerfing pitching, right? It's yes. like they decided like, it's oh, been season pitching is op we need to increase the uh, increase the the number of hits in these games let's let's issue a patch that's what it feels like they're like now like micromanaging the game of baseball when why why bother so last
1: month we noted that there had been a record number of uh like complete games being thrown right yes. perfect games being
0: thrown more perfect games than ever mm-hmm. so yeah
1: uh, I, yeah, um, I don't, in case I, you didn't see, the Angels did lose today, four to eight. Right.
0: <laughs> and yeah, and they lost that game too. So it's like, yep. I think that there's an argument to be had, I think, by people watching games uh, that have been already affected by this uh, change. It does seem like the pitchers are having a little bit harder of a time uh, uh, keeping their pitches in the zone. Um, also, Rodone here gives a great point about this. Imbalanced uh, position about cheating in the game, and what they believe is cheating was totally, I guess, fine without suspensions. Um, and yeah, it's really up to, to the league to make sure that they're clear about the kind of changes that they're making, because you got to be consistent, or else the players are going to be like, "Well, what's next? Can I not like chew bubble gum anymore? Like, are you gonna take that away from us?" Right? Is cheating. I don't say is cheating allowed
1: because cheating is right. never allowed. But where do you draw the line? Because yeah, clearly cheating? there's cheating with the Houston Astros and yet no suspension, right. and yet with pitchers you
0: can be suspected of cheating. Yeah. I would argue and then ten day suspension. I would argue that the freaking um, constant loud drum and percussion stuff that they've been pulling in Oakland is more distracting than anything else for those pitchers, <laughs> right? Like. That's got to be annoying. Yeah. And yet they allow them to do that. Remember when they were pumping in crowd noise like five years ago? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, the league's got to make it clear, I guess. Be consistent about these things. Because if you just start video gaming and micromanaging the game of baseball, it's going to look like a completely different animal in just a year. Like, who knows when we're on the other side of this, if they change so much about it. What is this game going to look like? Remember, they keep making these changes in order to
1: keep fans invested. Right. And when your home run leader is only at 22 coming up on the All Star break next month. Yeah. Gone are the days of players hitting 50, 60 in a season.
0: Perhaps what you need to actually look at is the preponderance of injuries we've been having this season. Um, when, you, when you're, when you're, Previously assumed to be MVP of his league, Mike Trout, it may not even make it to all the All-Star game this year because of an injury. Maybe that's what we should be looking at. Right when you open the the season with an injury on <laughs> big name Tatis, yeah, right, your cover athlete mm-hmm. goes down. Like maybe this is the conversation we should be having. Like. I don't know. It's, 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 it's a bunch of conditioning. We'll have to figure out, like, they'll have to figure out what's, like, the end game here. I don't know what it looks like. Hopefully we won't have too many people hit by too many baseballs. But, man, it looks really, really bad. Uh, and I hope it doesn't continue that way. Yep. All right
1: next Uh, by the way we got swept by the athletics and are returning home with our tails
0: between our legs we won two straight (laughs) series and ended up being swept in the next one but hey (laughs) this is the reason why they're the the top of our division let's move on uh to a proper television story talking about disney plus so hey we like disney plus yeah new episode of loki today in fact this story has to do exactly With that, apparently the success of Loki, premiering on Wednesdays, has now given uh, Disney the freedom of messing around with their schedules for their future projects as well. The move will officially take effect for Disney Plus shows beginning in July. Now, Monsters at Work will premiere on July 7th, and Turner and Hooch will premiere on July 21st. In case you're wondering, that is, those are both. Wednesdays following the Loki model. Disney plus original movies though will continue to launch on Friday.
1: So they took a look at the Loki numbers and realized that hey people talk people like- and they see the numbers bump up. yeah where do people talk the workplace yeah so when you premiere something on Wednesday that gives you both Thursday and Friday to see to talk about it and see those numbers bump up instead of having to wait over the weekend, or you may lose interest, or something else gets in the way, and then it kind of loses that water cooler moment. Yeah, I mean, I, I say water cooler moment now
0: that people are going back into the office. I mean, a single, simple, a similar argument could have been made back in the day when HBO was doing Game of Thrones on Sunday nights, right? Is because you always had something to talk about on Monday morning,
1: right? Um, also, this gets them out of the way of everything else. Releasing their new stuff on Fridays, right? So you're no longer battling with eyes. For that yeah. new release friday it's you have wednesday and
0: thursday to do it you've carved out your own day of the week that is your disney plus day mm-hmm. which is what they needed to do is your must see tv yeah it's that approach well and you can't do thursdays because that's thursday must see tv
1: right so mean, wednesday yes. works
0: clearly still must see i mean i can't name a single show that occurs on thursday nights on nbc but i'm sure somebody is watching them I don't know, but I know Wednesday is Chicago Wednesdays. There you go. Chicago Wednesday is still there. Speaking of Chicago Wednesdays, you didn't watch Chicago Wednesdays, but you did watch a couple of things. Yes.
1: Um, I watched... Okay, so I passively watched <laughs> the new show by Dwayne Wade. Okay. Yes.
0: That Dwayne that Wade.
1: Dwayne Wade. Uh, he has a new show called The Cube on TNT. Oh which is new, but not new.
0: Okay, what is the cube?
1: The cube is the game center where you enter the cube and you're trying to win seven games in a row to win the $250,000 prize. Okay. What kind of games are you playing? Well, you remember party games like Minute to Win It? Oh, yeah. Those kind of games. You see. Memory games, skill games, kind of balancing games, those kind of games. Yeah. If you win seven in a row, you win $250,000. Hey. They get harder as you go. I'm sure they do. But you do get some lives. Guess how many lives you get in the cube? Um, three. No. Two.
0: More. Five. More. Ten. Close. Seven. Nine. <laughs> oh Buy like nine cat.
1: instead of six Because cube is six sides, but you know, nine lives. Because cats. Yeah, but there's no like physical <laughs> cat anywhere though. <laughs> it's a metaphorical cat. Yeah. Well see, that's why I thought like six would be better, because you can like read out a side of the cube yeah. as you go as you go. And now but, hey. the cube
0: only went so far in the theming here.
1: Nine lives in the cube. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it's basically minute to win it. But Dwayne Wade hosts, and if you win the games with your partner, you get fifty thousand dollars. Otherwise, it's tiered ladder stuff up to them. <laughs> summer games. It's summer game fun. Summer game fun, Questionable um, fun. I don't know. So things are like, <laughs> oh yeah, I could do that, or maybe I could do that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of things that a hey, I could do that.
0: Yeah.
1: Or maybe I could do that. Or maybe it just goes on in my head constantly. Uh, I caught up on TV, including Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist. Okay. Um, So, um, when I talked about season one, I said it was a good concept. Not sure how well they could keep it going and whether or not the ending finale kind of justified the whole point of the whole thing. And yet, I feel the same way at the end of season two. Mm. It's more or less what Glee was, where you break out into show tunes and music and you kind of sing your feelings. But this is extraordinary. This is Zoe in Silicon Valley. Uh, It's hard for me to say that I liked this show. Yeah. But it's also hard for me to say that it's a bad, necessarily a bad show, because it what it wanted to do, it did it well. I just couldn't glom onto it as much as it wanted to be, as sure. it wanted me to be, right. especially being an hour long. Yeah, you can get a lot. I mean, Glee was an hour long, and you can get a lot into there, a lot of songs. So when you're I'm talking about thinking about your feelings and those feelings necessarily don't change a whole lot from episode <laughs> to episode it's like okay how many love songs can we fit
0: in retreading seasons? a lot of the same ground
1: yeah mm-hmm. it's i think it worked i know a lot of people didn't think it worked I, um there was a lot of will they won't they a lot of different stuff that they tried to do in this past season, in season two, including like adding a lot of racial tension and a lot of will they, won't they tension as well Mm -hmm. as other current event tension. And I'm not sure how much of that actually stuck throughout the series because they did try and make it a big point of some of the side, side characters. But when you're a side character, it can only get so big because you're not the main character. Yeah. And I think that's kind of the problem that it has, that the side characters were all interesting, but not necessarily the main character.
0: <laughs> that's a problem when that's you're problem. mostly dealing with your main protagonists. Right, and when yeah. your main protagonist
1: is white female.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You can only do so much. You can only do so much. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, from what I understood, uh, a friend of the show, Christy, has also been wa- well, also caught up with season two of this thing, and she kind of felt about the same about it, which was like, yeah, it's just they never really nailed that balance. Uh, and... There was a lot of
1: cinematography and a lot of choreography that I really liked,
0: but not enough to keep me justifying watching it. Right, right, right. It's tough. It's a tough balance. But, um... Yeah, I think that this has been the story of a lot of of NBC's stuff the last decade, I feel. Like, they can't find anything that hits that balance that is critically beloved and also, like, popular. Like, for whatever reason, they can't get there. And, like, they get close with stuff like this and Superstore that's just, like, it's all right. But they're, like, they're base hits. They're not home runs. And they right. ch- haven't they haven't had a home run in a very long time. So, like the Office and Parks and rec. So, what you need to do is basically you need to take HBO and Disney Plus's uh, substances that they're using to pitch these balls and uh, nerf them so that way that NBC can hit more home runs. <laughs> you you gotta take their uh, spider tar out of it right you gotta take spider Spider attack (laughs) yeah streaming is using too much spider attack if you ask me (laughs) i don't know why in this scenario the streaming networks are pitching to the networks but whatever well because you know you (laughs) have to pitch your show to the networks (laughs) you do have to pitch the shows that's true you just throw a show at them here's a pilot anyway too much spider (laughs) attack it's a curve a a curve pilot
1: Alright. Uh so did you watch anything else?
0: No, um I did not. <laughs> I'm really behind in a lot of a lot of television. Um so yeah, I will try to think of something, but no, I don't think I watched anything. So
1: I started watching the Queen's Gambit, I know, late to the party much.
0: Oh, wait, I do have one thing. Sorry, I'll let you finish first.
1: Um that's gonna be a slow burn for me because it's
0: an hour long, and yeah, there's, it's not. There's
1: not like your hour long TV show, network show because commercials. This is hour long Netflix show, so it's gonna be the full hour. Yeah, and based off the first episode, I can see why people like it, but at the same time, it has that very Netflix gut thing of it has to be an hour long. So we're going to extend scenes and characters more than they necessarily should. And just chew so much scenery to the point where, okay, I get it. Move yeah. on. And I feel like that's going to be the whole thing for me, watching yeah. these shows. Sounds like it. But eh. Modern I'll do what I can with them until Too Lot to Handle Season 2 comes.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's what you're waiting on. No, well, I'll tell you what you should be watching. Uh, The thing I almost forgot to talk about, but man, uh, is already making my week. This and Metroid together was like a just fantastic day. Um, Tuca and Birdie is back.
1: That's right. Tuca and Birdie season two on Comedy Central? Adult Adult Swim, swim.
0: weirdly enough. I had forgotten who made the deal as well. But yes, this is now an Adult Swim show. um, And sure enough, the first episode of, of the second season premiered. Um, late at night, although it is available on YouTube uh, for free if you want to see the first episode of the season. And already off to a strong start. Uh, It's carried over all of the charm and great characters and hilarious visual gags uh, from the first season. Hasn't missed a beat. Still just as enjoyable. And if you missed the first season, by the way, the entirety of the first season is still available on Netflix if you want to catch up. But if you missed it, the first episode of season two acts as kind of a second pilot. It's a very good introduction to the characters if you aren't already familiar with them. Uh, But if you are, it's kind of a nice bonus because you're like kind of like reuniting with some old friends. Um, So yeah, it's a really, really great first episode. I don't want to say too much of it because I think half of it, half of the charm of the show is how much it surprises you, especially with how it uses visual stuff in a way that, A lot of modern animation doesn't. In fact, I remember when I talked about the first season on this podcast, that was one of the biggest things about it to me, was it takes full advantage of being an animated show. Everything is moving. There's background elements that come alive and are expressive, and words that the characters are saying sometimes show up visually. It's very engaged in a visual language, just as much as it is about the verbal about the conversations the characters are having are having in the scenes. And I think that it makes it a very unique show. Uh, but it also doesn't steer clear of talking about some heavy subject matter. Um, not as heavy as maybe some of the darker moments in BoJack Horseman, but there's a lot of shared DNA between those shows, shared literal talent, too, uh, behind the scenes. So it makes sense that why there'd be kind of a similar kind of idea. But it's a lot lighter than BoJack is. It's a lot more gag heavy It's less less referential too so you don't have to have a encyclopedic knowledge of you know Hollywood like you do sometimes for BoJack to work um but yeah I would 100 recommend Tuka and birdie I'm excited to see that it's back and I'm excited to see the rest of the season I that premiered Yeah so yeah now we are safe to move on to our final segment of the day usually our first segment which of course is movies nope yes
1: what am i no longer watching
0: ah we aren't quite done you're right i told you you were gonna forget i always do cancellations and renewals is the real next segment let's go through it real quick the aforementioned zoe's extraordinary playlist guess what well you don't need to watch any more of it because nbc has put down the axe on it after two seasons no more It's fine. Where it ends,
1: it feels kind of like a series finale. So it made sense. There's no like cliffhanger stuff. It's like, oh, they're all kind of like moving on to bigger and better
0: things. This is just where these characters are going to live now. Yeah. Next up, HBO Max is bringing back Starstruck for a second season. Apple TV Plus is bringing back C for a third season. One of my favorite names. That's with Jason Mimosa. And it's ahead of season two premiere. See. Then Manifest on NBC canceled after three seasons. Oh no, The Wonder Twins. Oh no, what's going to happen there? And then Freeform's Cruel Summer renewed for a second season. Oh well. Next up, couple deaths. Ned Beattie, age 83. Actor was in Network, Deliverance, Superman, even Toy Story 3. Long storied career.
1: He was um, lots of hugging stuff in Toy Story 3. Yes. Uh, he was also on um, one of our favorite returning characters from 30
0: Rock. Yes. And <laughs> we also have Lisa Baines, age 65, uh, actress in Cocktail, Young Guns, Gong Girl, among other movies. Uh, this Third one was the
1: surprise death because yeah. I think it was um, Hit and Run mm. What I saw. Okay.
0: So yeah. Yeah. Sad one. Sad one. Now we can move on to movies. Our last segment of the day. And we always start the last segment of the day or movies with the weekend box office numbers. Your number one this week, A Quiet Place Part Two, with another $12 million. That's at 109 million. Yes. A movie did it in 2021. We have our first 100 million maker. Uh, So eat your heart out, Godzilla.
1: Yes. uh, Godzilla currently sits at (laughs) 99.7. And (laughs) just like looking up at a quiet place, like, oh no, the
0: ceiling. Yeah. Number two, though, in the heights, which we will talk about in just a few moments, $11.5 million debut ouch not including streaming numbers but we'll never get streaming numbers so i'm sure h uh sure warner is very disappointed in this number i think that all signs to them at least suggested that movie going was only going to increase after memorial day this does not seem to have come to fruition And I imagine that they wanted this number to be a lot higher than it is. So already there are headlines talking about that at least when you talk about the theatrical release side, uh, this is a flop immediately. Um, It's really going to be the test here of whether Warner thinks that the money that they made in the HBO Max version of this made enough, recouped enough of these costs to make this not a total failure. But I can't imagine that warner is very rosy on this figure right here
1: it's a 55 million dollar budget but yeah that is a very
0: low very low equally as low the number three the conjuring the devil made me do it in a second week made another 10 million dollars that's at 44 million number four a movie that's only in limited release but because we're talking about how small numbers these are makes sense peter rabbit 2 colon the runaway 10 million dollars and then number five, Cruella, another 6.7 million dollars. That's at 56 million total domestic. Upcoming this week, couple movies for you. First up, The Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard. Sequel to The Hitman's Bodyguard. Right. <laughs> so yeah, double possessive there. Yep. Then also the aforementioned. Peter Rabbit 2, The Runaway, gets its wide release on the 18th, so Friday. Technically, last week was its wide release. It jumped a week just yeah. because it could. Because that's what rabbits do. They jump. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, the big release, of course, you know what it is. It comes out next week, so hold your horses, uh, your horse power, I guess I should say. So yes. next the horse week for power. that one. In the meantime, we've got a couple of movie stories for you this week. The first of us takes us to the world of the Lord of the Rings, but in a way that you may not have expected. Kenji Kamiyama, director of Ghost in the Shell, Japanese anime classic, will direct War of the Rorim, a feature-length animated movie, yes, animated movie, set in the world of the Lord of the Rings. This will be a joint project between Warner Brothers Animation and New Line Cinema, with plans for global distribution by Warner Brothers Pictures. The movie will tell, quote, the untold story behind the fortress of Helm's Deep, delving into the life and blood-soaked times of one of Middle-earth's most legendary figures, the mighty King of Rohan, Helm Hammerhand. The ninth King of Rohan, Helm's life was defined by his defense of his people against invaders from the nearby Dunland, particularly during a winter siege of the fortress later known as Helm's Deep, a location that featured largely in Peter Jackson's The Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers. Joseph Chow from Blade Runner Black Lotus, Jeffrey Addis, and Will Matthews from The Dark Crystal will co-write the screenplay with Pelippa Boyens from the Lord of the Rings trilogy with uh, um, uh, Peter Jackson on board to consult.
1: Yeah, I think that's Philippa Boyens.
0: Okay, thank you. Philippa. Yep. Uh, so yeah, uh, this is an interesting idea. I would love to see uh, what a animated take of the Lord of the Rings looks like, uh, especially if they're going all the way and doing this um, uh, theatrically.
1: Um, there's two things about this, though. One, it's animated. Yeah. So whether or how much they have to pay royalties for Lord of the Rings stuff. Two, wait, did I do that right? One, two.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's how that goes, typically. One and two.
1: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> second is that because it is animated and based off the battle mm-hmm. of, uh, of the War of Roram that since they're technically making backstories for these characters how much of that affects say either the Lord of the Rings or even the Tolkien estate because mm-hmm. they're doing this on their own just to say hey we made a Lord of the Rings movie mm-hmm. to keep the IP
0: yes I think you're on to something here because this is laser targeted to be something that they have the rights to do. Because other companies, of course, are doing other adaptations of the Tolkien material. Just look at the Amazon Television series. Um, this is their way of doing exactly what you said: keeping their IP rights for films by doing something that's so. Such a small sliver of the universe that they created, created, helped solidify, I guess, um, that they can get away with it.
1: Right. And if it can point back towards the Peter Jackson Lord of the Rings, in some which is capacity, what they want to do, which is what they want to do, yeah. I'm sure that's their way of getting around right. a bunch of legalese.
0: I mean, I think a good uh, uh, parallel here is the Avengers video game and the Avengers movies, right? You would think that that would be the same thing, but because of the weird rights and companies involved, the characters, even though they're the same superheroes in the movies largely, have to look completely different than their film counterparts in the video game. This is another one of those examples. It's like, even though you're adapting the same source material, your version has to be distinct enough so that way that version does not get confused with yours and vice versa.
1: Right, but it has to be similar enough to yes. where you can see what it is that it is without, like, <laughs> right. sheltering your head and squinting.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's, it's going to be an interesting line to walk here. A new line. <laughs> <See what laughs> uh, so we'll see what they do. But uh, still, the concept of a modern animated uh, Lord of the Rings film, I can see that working.
1: Um, so because they're making this Lord of the Rings movie, or maybe not because, but <laughs> as a result of them announcing this movie the lego batman 2 movie that they were supposedly going to make yeah. is
0: now scrapped. Okay. Sorry Will Arnett. Sorry <laughs> he's not sorry. Will Arnett. He's got other projects, you know, he's doing uh, Lego, Masters, lego Masters, and, Masters and he's a voice in that Wonderland's game. So, you know, he's keeping busy. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. All right. Now we can move on to our second story in movies this week, of course, which is yet another update about our theater chain friends over at AMC, but this time they're doing something um, culturally relevant, uh, something very interesting for some of our marginalized friends. The theater chain will be presenting a week-long AMC Black Picture Showcase at select theaters nationwide starting this Friday to celebrate Juneteenth. The holiday commemorates the abolishment of slavery in the US, in case you're not familiar, Uh, Recently, news this week, there's a lot of been a lot of movements around the nation trying to get it to be a national holiday. Uh, So we'll see if that uh, comes to fruition or not. Um, And um, yeah, that'd be nice to have. Um, Tickets for the event at the AMC will cost $5 to one of the next seven films. Do the Right Thing, Harriet, The Waterman, Fences, Moonlight, Barbershop, The Next Cut, and Love and Basketball. The films will be available for private theater rentals as well. AMC CEO Adam Aaron said, quote, This is a proud and historic moment for AMC that could not have happened without the influence of our African-American associates who use their voices to underscore the importance of honoring Juneteenth as a bedrock of American history. This opportunity is a celebration of the impact and accomplishments of African-Americans in cinema. So yeah, um, this is cool that they're doing this. It's a nice um, variety, too, of uh, Black stories and film. You know, there's comedy, there's uh, drama, there's... Uh, there's Oscar winners in there? Yeah, there's a couple of Best Picture winners and Best Picture nominees going mm-hmm. on in here, uh, some historical uh, films, something for everybody here. Um, so, yeah, uh, I think this is really great uh, that they're doing this. Um, of course... We're not really the people to speak to uh, the importance of Juneteenth and, um, you know, really give context. Uh, that per- that Unfortunately, that person who would be able to do that is not on this podcast, but um, what we can say is that I think that this is a good idea and more of this is not a bad thing uh, to remind people that this is uh, a part of our history here in the U.S. and that we need to never forget it. Well, thank you right that's it for news but we have one last thing to do
1: oh we watched stuff we watched
0: a couple of movies so
1: real quick week, note
0: real quick last week we yes. mentioned
1: two movies that we were going to catch up on
0: yes one of them i failed to do so i still haven't finished raya i'm probably just going to watch it again with christy um so when i carve out some time possibly to do that it's been a really busy couple of weeks y'all not gonna it lie um so i have not had that much time but when i do Um, we'll catch up with that, but you caught up with something,
1: yes. I watched the Mitchells versus the Machines, yes. You said I should watch on
0: Netflix, yes. That is a
1: family ass family movie,
0: yeah, but it's a real family, but it's a
1: real good one.
0: (laughs) What's a good one of those, yes?
1: Uh, it reminded me a lot of 500 Days of Summer with that kind of
0: Hmm,
1: quick cuts animation, kind of. Breaking the Fourth Wall-ish.
0: The vibe, sure. The
1: vibe was very It. Um, same with Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, which, hey, Sony Animation, yeah. what do you make That know? makes sense. That makes sense. Uh, but yeah, super family movie. This is like the most family movie I've seen in a long time. <laughs> but also like a good one of those family-esque movies, so one well, that I was happy to have watched. Yeah. Uh. But yeah, I think what you said was like spot on. It's definitely something that anyone can turn on. You don't necessarily have to watch it with family. It's a good one of those comedy. There's a lot in it for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of stuff you can relate to. A lot of stuff you can point to and laugh at. It's a good one of those movies. So yes, thank you for
0: telling me to watch it. Yeah, it's fun. It's funny. It's everything you want in something that's produced by Lord and Miller. Um, it's very much their vibe to it throughout, it's colorful, it's very inventive with with its animation I worry that this is going to be something that people are going to forget about because of how early in the year it came out but come awards season I would love to see this get some recognition at the Oscars uh, because the work that they did just purely from an animation perspective is enough to get this thing a shoe-in to win a Best Animated Feature category
1: if you don't i can easily see this becoming a cult film in oh, five yeah. to ten years
0: yeah same- oh a... that's the
1: other one that reminded me of it. scott pilgrim vs. the world
0: very yes very, very similar spy. visual in the same kind of way um also uses its soundtrack in a few similar ways too it's very heavy with music mm-hmm. and um yeah it's just a fun time it's just a fun ass time uh with the movie so yeah if y'all haven't seen it yet please go check it out it's on netflix the mitchells versus machines i'm glad you uh, liked it
1: yep uh doctor liked it it took her some time to get into it sure but, yeah uh yeah she enjoyed it more than she thought she would and i put it on like yeah. oh why are we watching this <laughs> uh, you're it, it, i've been told it's pretty good so yeah. Yeah. yeah it's a fun time fun time speaking of fun times all right so beginning of this podcast Last you but not least. Way back like two hours ago. We started, I, know, really. <laughs> I, I said we'd have a surprise. Oh, yeah. Meeting. Well, it's here. We've reached the height <laughs> of that buildup. Yes. And we are literally in the middle of that buildup. We are in the height of that yeah, they're, build-up.
0: They're cheering for it. I mean,
1: yeah, they're yeah. cheering for it. We are in the height of it. <laughs> so I let's got talk it. about you said it. Yes, I said it. So let's talk about in the heights. <laughs> Lin-Manuel Miranda's Broadway play Come to a screen
0: near you and in your theaters. So, yeah. um, Just for a little bit of a a background context for you. In the Heights actually predates Hamilton. It is Lin-Manuel Miranda's first big Broadway uh, musical that he did back in 2007. Um... Just like Hamilton, it is also a story about marginalized uh, like marginalized immigrants trying to make their life in a world that is much bigger than them. Except this is a more intimate version of that story, whereas Hamilton was about a historical figure who just happened to be an immigrant in a prominent position of power that eventually instances demise. In the Heights is more of an intimate, more relatable modern day story of just people trying to make it in, um, in the Washington Heights area of New York City and um, the trials and tribulations and drama they encounter as they start losing the feeling of the community that they had, whether it's from people coming in and gentrifying by putting in places that, are co- that cost a lot more than they have before. Being disrespected by government by not like by not turning their power back on when they absolutely need to be cooled from the oppressive heat, or more intimate individual stories like romantic, like romantic disputes, or maybe issues with family or not being a, or not being able to do what you want to do because you're an undocumented Im- immigrant that kind of story and it try and tr- kind of touches on all of these things and hey it's a musical so they sing about it
1: too <laughs> so that's the background yeah broadway successful on broadway yes. successful enough to win some tony awards it, it didn't win the Tony Award,
0: right? It did. It won Best Musical in 2008. It win. So it won the Tony Award. The Tony Award. The Tony Award. It is that Tony. This is the, the thing Tony that put Awards. Lin-Manuel on the map. It, this is the thing that got him in a conversation to start the ball rolling with Hamilton. Um, this is the one that got him in conversations for Moana. Exactly, yes. You wouldn't have the Lin-Manuel Miranda we know of today without uh, this being as big of a success as it was back in, uh, back in the last decade. Mm-hmm. Two decades ago, geez.
1: Yep, two decades. So, how does that translate from Broadway to film? The big question everyone's asking, <laughs> or, you know, if you're asking that question, how does it translate from Broadway to film? Because most of the time it can't be a straight adaptation. You have to cut some stuff, you have to yeah. adjust it, you have to get something for the audience of the film because you're not going to it's not a four-hour investment, it's a quite lengthy two and a half hours. I think it's a two and a half hour film. It is nearly
0: two and a half hours.
1: Yep. Yeah. So lots to cover, lots
0: to talk about. Where do we begin? I mean, I think one of the big one of the big things up front is yes, if you heard that two hours and thirty minutes and you also heard that it's a musical and both of those things turned you off immediately. That's okay, this doesn't have to be for everybody. There's going to be an audience that is like, I'm not gonna watch nearly three hours of this, and I get it. Uh, musical adaptations are often very, very, very long, and this is no exception. The flip side of that, however, is that if you're a fan of the original, they didn't cut a whole lot. A friend of the show, Christy, was able to tell us the minor differences between this ad- adaptation and the original musical, and there aren't that many. It seemed like the changes that they did make were either made for time, Or they were made because certain things work better when you're telling a story in a movie as opposed to things that work better in storytelling in a a stage musical. So, Mm -hmm. you know, nothing too out there. Um, Reasonable changes were made. So the people who are looking for an authentic experience are going to largely get it here. Um, This is more or less the musical that everybody fell in love with from Broadway. Um... So yeah, it seems like in the transition to film, I think they did a pretty, pretty damn good job of translating this into a fun movie experience. There's a lot of visual tricks that they use. They're, they use. They take the opportunity that being a movie allows them to be way more visual and metaphorical with their visual stuff than they would on stage. For example, the one one of the standouts to me is a character who is also a fashion designer is kind of having her kind of big want song more or less and is envisioning (laughs) the world inspiring her with literal billowing pieces of fabric falling off of the build the sides of buildings in life and kind of this dreamscape and that's supposed to be of course a metaphor for her being like i need this inspiration to fall on me in order to become this dream to get this dream job of being a true fashion designer that i want a cool thing visually that you can't really do on stage that you're able to do in a film like this. And it doesn't stop there. They do other stuff like literally having characters walk on sides of buildings to show their feeling in that moment. Cool things that you can really only do with the visual language of film. So I think it makes it a feel more like a lived in world that way than just listening to a soundtrack of the original uh, Broadway show would. And that's a neat thing that they can do.
1: Yeah, it definitely lends itself to an open, more open narrative than you can on stage. Because on stage, it's a set. It's a set. It's blocked. Mm -hmm. Blocked sets. Like, it's not a whole lot of it changing. But in film, the whole block is the set. You can go anywhere. You can move the camera through, throughout the city. And it does that. And it does it real nicely. Yeah. Um, A lot of the characters interact throughout with other set pieces um I mean, the obvious one that comes to mind is the pool scene because you can't yes. do that in yeah inside on a stage it's a lot of fun yeah it's a lot I of think,
0: fun. so say what you will about the film la la land i understand it's very divisive i think people either loved that thing or hated it um i think I loved it initially, and I probably gushed about it on this podcast back when it came out. You did? Now it's have softened on a little bit. I think it does some things really well and other things not so well. But what it did is it kind of reintroduced the way that modern film can approach the musical. Uh, and I think it has opened a lot of doors for modern musical adaptations. I think you see a lot of bits of La La Land in the way that they brought In the Heights to film. Uh, and yeah, I think that ultimately it's a good thing if it leads to this kind of musical film.
1: Yeah, the the it's, film's very colorful. It uses color a yeah. lot throughout, not just in costume design but in set design as well.
0: Yeah, it's yeah, it's a beautiful looking movie. It's got a lot of great performances, a lot of fun, catchy songs. If you're not already familiar with the ones from Broadway, um, a good cast. Uh, I think everybody's really strong mm-hmm. in this. Um, so, I mean, really, you're getting what you think you're getting. If you've seen the trailers and we're like, yeah, I want a fun summary musical that also has something to say about what it's like to be, you know, like from these groups, um, whether it's issues with immigration or like just feel it's just feelings of outsiderness even in a comfy community that you think that you've been one with your entire life what it means to feel like you're separated from it to feel like there's something keeping you from being in that co- family experience that you want to be or uh or financial and chasing issues your dreams or, a lot, yeah, and a lot dreams. of songs
1: about chasing your dreams and for sure how you can feel powerless and
0: yeah i not pun intended but <laughs> literally it, yes. it literally being powerless yes. is one of the songs in there it is and so yeah it, it's what you think it is based on those trailers or anything you've heard i think it does a fantastic job at being the exact movie that i think that you need at the beginning of like a good summer it's like the first like intro good intro to summer movie it's like hey we're here it's hot We're having fun, we're singing, we're like, but it also does a pretty good job of being like serious and dramatic at the same time. It's a a good mix of things uh, and it does everything that you expect it to do really, really well. Mm -hmm. It does have some Hamilton drops in there for people (laughs) who are obsessed with Hamilton. Yeah, if you're coming this from the other side, having seen and experienced Hamilton first, I think you'll notice a lot, a few of the songs, especially the ones involving our main character is a very familiar cadence to it. Syntax. Yes. It's very much that kind of rap, rapping approach to, um, it's all like that, but there are some songs that are very much like that.
1: Right. And you can see like, oh, this song is kind of like this song from Hamilton. And yes, you can see kind of Lin-Manuel Miranda's.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. Syntax and mm-hmm. kind of how he writes different characters. Yeah. And there's some Easter eggs Versus... in there for Hamilton fans, uh, that that uh, yeah, if you are familiar with that uh, that show, you're gonna love when they come up in this movie.
1: Yep. So Uh, yeah, yeah, it's a little something for everybody. Um, It's fun. Watch it. You about watch it?
0: Yeah, I think I think it's a recommend. Um, Like I said, probably not for everybody. There's gonna be people who are just turned off by its length and And how much of a musical it is. It's very much a musical, so prepare for that. But. If that sounds like a fun summer watch, it's on HBO Max uh, right now or in theaters. Uh, so go, go go see it. Uh,
1: HBO Max for 30 days. Otherwise, you have to wait probably till Christmas, I want to say. Yeah. It's going to come back on. Probably.
0: Um, All right. Question real quick. Did okay. you hear about the controversy behind In the Heights? So there was a little bit of a, a conversation. I didn't bring this up because it kind of was like posed and answered within a day. Right. Uh, but there was an article that went up I forget which um, outlet put it up but I, uh, someone uh, was concerned roots. okay so it was from um, an, um, a writer who was concerned about the representation of specifically Afro-Latina uh, characters with darker skin uh, they're basically making an argument that that even though they are represented in the real Washington Heights that they are not represented in the film that the casting Uh, that they went with represented a lot of light-skinned people and that they thought that that betrayed the vision and the message of the show. Uh, Since then, uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda went out himself and uh, had a response, admitted that he does agree that they fell short of the representation uh, for that marginalized group, um, but stated that uh, he always intended the show to be inclusive and intended the show to be a story about what it is to be these people in uh, Washington Heights. Um So ultimately, I think it was a minor, you know, conversation to be had for a couple days, but ultimately I think it was a good response. I don't think there was any malice uh, coming from anybody involved in the production. Of course, it's not just Lin-Manuel Miranda. It's also, of course, director, uh, who was the director of... Crazy um, uh, Rich Asians, uh, John, John and Chu. Yeah, John and Chu. Um, and so, yeah, so like, I don't think it was anybody's necessarily... Um, goal uh to misrepresent uh but people have felt that way and that's you know that's reasonable and they got you know their opinion out there and I think that um I think the filmmakers did a good job of responding to it um but yeah I think it's just further proof that um people are out there that want to that feel like they're not being represented they feel like they're being underrepresented by the films that they're watching even when they're watching something that purportedly is from their stories about their backyard And I think that while it's very easy to be like, oh, this culture we have right now on the internet, everyone complains about something, find something to complain about every day. I think that maybe in some cases, but I don't think this really falls under that. To me, I think this is an example of the good side, the flip side of that, which is We're at a point now where we have a conversation that's constantly happening, where people who never got the chance to say that they felt underrepresented by the media that they engaged in, now have the ability to speak out about it. And I think that's ultimately a net positive. I think that's only going to lead to good things down the line, because now the next thing Lin-Manuel Miranda makes, he's gonna have this in the back of his head and he's gonna think about it. And that's only positive and only good for the stories that we can tell you know, as people going forward.
1: Well, yeah, agreed. Uh, Um, Better the way that I would have put it.
0: (laughs) You know, I talked to a friend of the show, Christy, about this yesterday, because, of course, she's a huge Lin-Manuel fan. She's Mm -hmm. a big fan of In the Heights and uh, Hamilton. So it was interesting kind of getting her take on it, too. Um, But yeah, um, ultimately, yeah, go check it out. I think that it's a good uh, slice of um a slice of uh life uh story um about and a fun musical debut so yeah go check it out yep
1: or check it out in the comfort of your couch with hbo max yes, indeed and
0: with that woof, woof. heater it's right. a heater call of it. a show we're calling this call it cut it all right thank uh, you for joining us for this extra xxl edition of the media Bowl podcast but the good news is I think they'll be shorter from here on out uh, because (laughs) this was the only big news I think that's happening all this summer. Uh, But thank you for joining us for it. We'll be back next week for a shorter regular show. Um, If you want to watch it in video form, you can go to YouTube. You go to YouTube.com, search MediaBoat Podcast. You can find our page. Like, subscribe, click the bell for notifications for when we put up a new episode. You can also go to the audio version of the podcast through all sorts of podcast services such as Apple Music, or sorry, Apple Podcasts specifically, Google Play, Amazon, I Radio, where you can listen to us instead of Maroon 5, Spotify even, all sorts of places where you can catch us in audio form as well. You can also visit us on mediabookpodcast.com to see uplo- uh, uh, updates about every new episode as it goes up every week. I've been posting those on Fridays. Uh, you can also see us on social media, on Twitter where at MediaBoatCast on Facebook. We have MediaBoatPodcast.com. Just search that, find our page. Uh, Yeah, uh, I think that more or less does it. If you have questions, comments, please email us at MediaBoatPodcast at gmail.com. Other than that, I believe that's it for next week.
1: That'll be it for us. We'll be back next week with more thoughts on movies, more thoughts on music, and just more thoughts. Possibly watching play thoughts next week. All right. We'll be back. All right. Bye. Goodbye.